Hey folks, Future Will here, inviting you to listen to and hopefully enjoy our Everything to Guppy Spooktacular, Winging It and Wings in It with Will edition. This is our uh, Halloween commentary track, and this is actually the second one of these intros that I've recorded for it, because I recorded one before I edited the show uh, that was, you know, fine, but it didn't really come to terms with what a stupid fucking thing we've done here. Which is, it's not, it's not just that we recorded a commentary track for Wings. Two episodes of Wings. That's, you know, that's baseline Guppy. But we got this bright idea in our heads that we'd, we'd also record some thoughts while we watched the episode for the first time. And splice them in. And what that means is that we recorded two, functionally, two commentary tracks for Wings. One playing in sync with the episode and one playing in stops and starts. And then I had to edit them together. And, uh, it's, I was, I, I went to the bathroom while it was exporting and I thought about it for a while and I realized it's, it's kind of like, you know, if there's, there's a thing where you play Dark Side of the Moon with, uh, Wizard of Oz. Imagine that instead you were trying to sync up Dark Side of the Moon with another album that Pink Floyd recorded 40 minutes later without trying to match it to the first one. And also, I just hit my microphone, uh... Also with two episodes of Wings. And that's basically what we're doing. To try to make some coherent sense out of this, just the most fucking guppy idea that has ever poured out of our stupid fat brains. Because uh, you have to, oh, that's the other thing, is it's completely out of sync. Because uh, we kept stopping the episode to talk about it. So you have to, if you, if you actually want to listen along with the episode, which you shouldn't do, you have to stop and start your DVD or whatever every time we stop. So I've, I've put in audio cues. So when you hear this, that means stop your video. And then when you hear this, excuse me, Miss Winfrey, that phone's out of order. That means start again. And that'll, the thing I like about it is we always have this problem like, well, what's the right way to listen to the commentary episodes? Should you listen with the thing or should you be able to just listen to it when you're car or whatever? And we've created one that there's no right way to listen to. Uh, and I think that's beautiful. Sorry. Hello and welcome to Wingin' and Wingsin' It with Will on Everything to Guppy Production. The only podcast where two guys eat wings and watch wings and then talk about wings. And then finish the StarCraft II campaign, Wings of Liberty. Probably not. I hate that game. <laughs> well, oh. uh, love, love Wings, the TV show, hate Wings of Liberty, the StarCraft campaign. Did you know that the StarCraft campaign is Named a loving homage yeah. to the Wings characters but in their freedom? Gary, you... <laughs> Gary's so fucking weird to record scenes. <laughs> I know, I don't like looking at you. It was hard to... I, I was going to call you a dummy, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to have to look at him when I call him a dummy. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> hey, Will, am I a motherfucker who will ever hunt you? <laughs> hey, Will, why don't you do one of your good time plays and look <laughs> me in the eye? <laughs> I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined by the Brian to my Joe, Gary Butterfield. Hey. Is that no. Tom saying no? No, oh, that's no. Lowell. That's Lowell. No, yeah, uh, laugh out loud. So, so Gary, for the listeners, yeah. First of all, uh, you may note that we are sitting next to each other on a on a single microphone. Yeah, it's got big uh, Duckstream vibes. That's how we record Duckstream. Yeah, that's how we're recording this intro as well. Uh, there, you're going to be listen if you like different 
uh, levels of audio quality, <laughs> you will like this podcast because we got this level. Uh-huh. And then we got uh, little interstitials you're going to hear. And then anything Future Will does, which will be like just straight up into a mic normal recorded. Yeah. So uh, so what is happening is we will be uh, watching and then uh, recording a commentary track for two episodes of the, the NBC sitcom Wings. Where can listeners find this, Will, if they want to watch along? They, uh, the thing is, Gary, <laughs> that they can't. Oh, okay. At least not legally without <laughs> buying the DVDs because the two episodes I picked are both not on Hulu or anything because of, I think, music licensing issues. Well, because of that and the frequent use of the N-word. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> they cut it. Uh, Wings got Me Too'd and BLM'd real bad uh, in 2021. Uh, so we're going to be dealing with those controversial episodes. Gary, I like this. I can just get up and walk away from the show. I know. To, the, for uh, instance, pick up the DVD set of Wings. Mm-hmm. So I did buy Wings Season 4 on DVD. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see it. We are watching episodes, uh, let's see, 5, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Episodes 15 and 16, The Gift Part 1 and The Gift Part 2. <laughs> is this where they get their powers? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Wings is a very slow burn until Roy Biggums gets his powers. I'm Roy Gigantisms! <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, we... To be clear, we haven't watched the episodes yet. This is Gary. Gary is very fresh on these. I'm also fresh on these, given that I haven't watched Wings in literally 20 you, years. You just know a lot about Wings because you read descriptions of Wings. Well, no, it's because I watched it a okay. ton when it was on, like, uh, uh, when I was home summers. Yes. Uh, in high school, I would just turn on USA and watch, like, two hours of Wings. Yeah. Uh, so that is definitely where I saw these episodes, which I think I have seen because... The reason I picked these is because they feature a particular uh, bit of community theater that I think is very seasonally appropriate. <laughs> Gary. Mmm, Christmas is, <laughs> has struck the airport. Oh, we are recording this on Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah this, is, yeah, this is also Halloween. I got a surprise for you for later for that. Ooh. For when we actually uh, get together to record our post-commentary. So what we're going to do is we're doing this intro. <clears throat> then we're going to go over to my couch and watch Wings on my PS5. <laughs> It's what the PS5 was designed to do. This may be... Gary, hey. what do you think the odds are this is the first time a DVD of Wings has ever been put into a PlayStation 5? I think 5. extremely good. And everybody who's listening who's really frustrated you can't get a PS5, this is what I'm using it for. Yeah. So just get mad. Sorry, Zach. Yeah, sorry, Zach. It's for Wings now. It's a dedicated Wings machine the way the PS3 is a dedicated Demon Souls machine. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, in interspersed, if I have a question about Wings or a strong reaction... We're going to pause that and record it on a little field recorder. Mm -hmm. And those will be sprinkled throughout. uh, Then after we record, we're going to sit down here and kind of post-game it with those observations. Yeah. Uh, So it's only kind of a commentary because of the ergonomics of my apartment. Yeah. But it's got commentary energy. I think so, yeah. We might might try to run, like, you, hey, if you really want to watch the episodes. uh... You know that we're pretretty far away from the mic to work for this whispering thing to work. (laughs) Like... Hey, hey, everybody, it's Will. Uh, if you really want to watch these episodes... I just wanted to get really close to Will's mouth. It's weird, right? <laughs> it smells weird now. I know, now we, we both just have ate, wings breath. We just ate wings. Yeah, and Gary was telling me about his cat's anal glands. Dude, they get expressed. <laughs> Fucking children. <laughs> Fucking children. Uh, if you would like to uh, watch along, I did look around and you can find these episodes on Daily Motion. 
I forgot about that in like the 10 minutes since last time we talked about it. Yeah. I'm sleepy. So yeah, there will be commentary energy as well. Yeah. Uh, directly commentary energy. Yeah. Uh, so Gary, uh, just a couple intro questions. Could yeah. you tell me everything you know about the TV series Wings? Takes place in an airport. Yes. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Yes. After changing his name. From? Uh, Thomas Hayden Mosk. Love that joke. Yeah, it really is. Really gets better every time. It's one of my better jokes, yeah. I think. It's really up there. And then Tony Shalhoub is in it. Uh-huh. And there's a lady who reminds me of uh, Frasier's... Nope, that's not her. Is there another one? Her. She wrote... No, no, no. Uh, that's her again. That's oh. the same woman. Well, then... then <laughs> redact, retracted. <laughs> okay. Cheerfully withdrawn. I was picturing Roz from Frasier... Also being there. There is the the show has two different redheads throughout its run. Okay. We're, we'll be dealing with one of them. I might have been thinking of the other one. That's yeah. good that I didn't dream that. Yeah. Uh, is that there was a, a a redhead? I know it's not a big or good airport. It's like a local municipal airport in Maine. In Maine, I didn't know that, but thank you. Um, that's that's literally it. I have watched the show before, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it as a kid. Yeah. On a on a scale from one to ten, how would you rate your wings affection? I'm gonna say a one. Okay. Yeah, very little. Do you I'm, think, are you going to try to move that needle during this? I'm not going to try to move anything, but I'm excited to see how it does move. I also yeah. will have a notebook where I can write down all of your, uh, I'm yeah. going to call them Gary's gut busters. Sure, GGBs. Yeah, where you really, like, really, when it gets you. Yeah. Well, because there's such a rich tapestry of uh, situations in this comedy. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Gary, I thought I'd read the back of the DVD box. Yeah, I want to get primed. I, I was talking to my girlfriend about us doing this, who... Uh, is a person in real life who fell for our nothing but trouble yeah. commentary thing in a very funny way. Where you uh, where you mean where we uh, called it the wrong thing and then called the next week's thing also the wrong thing? Yes, I, I had to tell her to watch the Everything to Guppy Repentance special. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I never played that game. I'm like, I know. I, it just... <laughs> Uh, but she she said, are you going to read the Wikipedia on the first three seasons? And I said, certainly fucking not. No. I, I need so to much. maintain this tabla rasa. I do, I do intend to read the episode descriptions oh, yeah. of all this, all, all the episode, all the ones the on the background. back of the DVD. Yeah. But here's the back of the DVD. Okay. First of all, fasten your seatbelts. Wings is back. <laughs> Ready for takeoff. Wings There's- is still flying high. With the Hackett brothers of Sandpiper Air and their friends and co-workers at Tom Never's Field. From the moment the gang is rescued from the plane crash, to the introduction of Alex Lambert, the sexy new love interest for Joe, Tim Daly, and Brian, Stephen Weber, life on Nantucket has never been funnier. Or more outrageous. Oh, I didn't... Is neurotic Joe or screw-up Brian going to land Alex? And will Helen, Crystal Bernard... Finally see her career take off. This season, Roy Biggins, David Schramm, R.I.P., expresses his musical side. Hold up, he's dead. David Schramm did die. Is this a haunted DVD then? Yeah, this is... Oh, shit. Yeah, I I specifically ordered the the one from Amazon that has David Schramm's soul inside it. Next Halloween, Uh if I buy a Ouija board, can we try to talk to him? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had brought down that for this one. If we had channeled him, because that'd be real freaky. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't own a Ouija board. Gary. I'm surprised too. It, it seems, seems like, a, I, I seem like a man who would own, if not one, many planchettes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I don't have planchette one. Gary, I like how that had Wayne's World cadence to it. <laughs> I don't own a gun. All right. Please continue. And well, Helen, Crystal for, oh, I already read that one. This yeah. season, Roy Biggins, David Schramm, R.I.P., Expresses his musical side. Cab driver Antonio, Tony Schlub, expresses his sensitive side. And Faye, Rebecca Scholl, auditions to play Oprah. 
Will we see that tonight? Wink. What's Lowell do? Plus, dim-witted Lowell, <laughs> Thank you. Thomas Hayden Church, Monster. ends up living with Joe and Brian, and even dates Helen. I don't know who any of these people are. This four-dust set includes all 22 episodes of Wings, the fourth season on DVD for the first time. Fasten your seatbelts. Wings is back and better than ever. I love how it says for the first time. Uh, and, and presumably last time. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't know who that had big cadence of somebody telling me about their coworkers. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> just the names of people dating each other. Okay. Gary, I'm just, before we yeah. start. Okay. Yep. This actor. Okay. Uh, looks like a made-for-TV movie Christian movie guy okay. to me. He looks like he'd be in a Hallmark, like, Christ is coming home for Christmas. Yeah, so this is Tim Daly. Okay. Uh, he is maybe best known for voicing Superman in the animated series of Superman. Okay. And for Wings. Okay. Uh, he is also, uh, you know, Storm of the Century, the uh, the Stephen King miniseries. Uh, both of the leads of this have starred in Stephen King miniseries. Ooh, well, that's... Uh, and and Storm of the Century is pretty good, and he's pretty good at it. Uh, All right, this is Crystal Bernard. Okay. Uh, TV weather anchor is what the energy I get. Yeah. From her, like a nice TV lady. Yeah, nice t- like a TV news lady or like Entertainment Tonight style. Like tonight. here's a here's our entertainment package. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's not had much of a career since then. Yeah. That's well. So. All right. Now this is a big. This is a big name. Okay. Uh, that's a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, howdy is he. That's Stephen Weber. Okay. That's uh, that's Stephen King's favorite uh, version of the the lead character from The Shining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack Torrance. Yeah, yeah. He he has that manic energy. You can tell because when he smiles, he only uses his top teeth. Yeah. Uh, you know, very memorable episode of Party Down. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course, a starring role. On Studio Wings. 60 oh. on the Sunset Beach. Yes, the Sunset competitive, Strip. the uh, time will tell which right. one of those two will be. All right. We, All got, right. we got four more here. Let's okay. start Let's start on the left. All right. There's a grandma. There's a grandma. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, we got Tony Shalhoub. He loves pizza pie, pasta. <laughs> racist. <laughs> no, no. He just looks like he might know where to get a good slice. Might, he might be able to have a big night. Yeah. He, <laughs> he made big night before this. That's fascinating. He went from big night to, to wings, to I wings. believe. Uh, he looks like he knows uh, where to get the homemade ziti. Yeah, this is, I believe, the only Emmy winner. But I, I, no, I think Thomas Hayden Church might have won an Emmy. Might have won an Emmy, but Schlub's won more. Yeah, yeah. That that was uh, Rebecca Scholl, by the way, was the grandma playing okay. Faye. Okay, she's a grandmother. Is she an air traffic controller of some type? Uh, no, she's the. I believe she's their counterperson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and now here we have. Yep, that, that now that's Thomas Hayden Church, aka yep. Lowell. Yes, stands for uh, Laugh Out Loud. Yep, because uh, he's so funny. Plays a real dumbass, kind of a dauber character. He's got a lot of dauber. Yeah, <laughs> Gary's very familiar now, with dauber. Yeah, we're switching to coach after this. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was what I watched because it was on TV. Yeah, Gary hates Storm of the Century and The Shining. Loves uh, the coach? the stand. Loves loves the stand. Loves coach. You remember dauber's big in the stand. Yeah, and and Tommy Knockers. Um, he's not, is he a Tommy? Is, is I, I, somebody who's like him has Tommy. Is in the TV Tommy. <laughs> his big Tommy Knockers energy. energy. He uh, he's also uh, Spider Man Sandman. He is Spider Man Sandman and uh, Sideways is uh, anal sex enthusiast. Yeah, who had sex with that wife and then later they show it. Spoilers. Yeah, it's uh, if you're if you're watching Sideways for the sex, that's the scene you're going to want to fast forward to. All right, and here's our last uh, lead cast member. Boy. Uh, 
dead character actor. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, Gary, you got it in one. That is the late David Schramm. Okay. Playing he, Roy Biggins. He doesn't look like an actor. Um, <laughs> Our apologies to the, the Schramm estate. Yeah, little Schramlets. They'll, they'll forgive me. Yeah, he's the Louis De Palma of the show. Okay. He runs a rival airline. Ooh. Uh, and he's often uh, scheming in certain ways. You can tell from his tie. He does have, he's very much a, uh, like, Herb from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati he's, vibe. He's kind of wearing a Halloween costume of himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the, uh, Gary, the imagine, why didn't they, why'd they cast Bob Hoskins as Mario when they could I, cast I, David <laughs> Schramm? Uh, yeah, he's got a big uh, kind of retired Mario energy. Um, <laughs> the, um, Gary, did you see that blog? Someone, I think it was, I don't, I can't remember what it was, but it was, uh, was it on New Gawker? But it was uh, rating various old people based on whether they think they could recognize I did see that. Super Mario. Yeah. People should re- watch, read funny. that. It was really funny. It was funny. I, I was surprised because ordinarily, I read it because you retweeted it. Mm-hmm. And I assumed that you would have a level of discernment in those type of things that the average internet denizen doesn't. Yes. I was like, oh, but this will be funny. I'm a content we'll... snob. Yeah, exactly. That's literally it. Uh, for good. This time, though, used for the forces of good. <laughs> he said with noted surprise. <laughs> but it was, it was very funny. Visible surprise. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, Gary, is there anything else we should say before we uh, go watch 40 yeah. minutes of Wings? No, let's go, watch, let's go watch the first and last 40 minutes of Wings I watch in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back after the jump. I assume Future Will can put a little thing here. Oh, I'll probably put in the Wings theme song. That seems do, smart. Do, 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 wings. do, 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 I'm memorizing it to see how accurate it is once we get to the I DVD. think you're going to be very impressed, I, Gary. It's not I, a great theme song. It's not like Perfect Strangers. No, that's a good theme song. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. That's a real good one. Gary, do you just want to give each other hand jobs? <laughs> It'd be less embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. As as always, I also I have new neighbors now that share this wall, so if so we had done this a week before, uh, we would have the anonymity required. <laughs> but as is, neighbors have moved in. So hello neighbors. Hello neighbors. Now uh, in the Target toy aisle next to the Roblox. Weirdly enough, isn't that weird? The hello neighbor. Yeah, is huge with kids. I, it's not weird to me because I spent enough time with like you know it's the same. It's the Five Nights with Freddy's yeah. impulse. It's like safe horror. Yeah. They should have gotten into Eggs for Bart, those kids. Eggs for Bart's too disturbing. Eggs for Bart's really disturbing. Did I, you know that there are three parts to Eggs for Bart? Yeah. And I, I me and Derek watched a Let's Play of Eggs for Bart. I've also watched story. a Let's Play of yeah. Eggs for Bart. It's too freaky. It, it goes places. It's pretty. Yeah. The, uh, the Ma- I'm a big fan of Maggie uh, in it. And mm-hmm. then Lisa. Um, yeah, let's go watch uh, Wings. I'm a fan of Lisa in general. I love Lisa. As you get older, you gravitate towards the Simpsons women. Yeah. You start out as a Bart, become a Homer. And then eventually become Lisa and land as a Marge. And then die as a Maggie. You die as a Maggie. <laughs> Shooting billionaires. Yep. It, that's exactly Maggie it. has the only good politics in all of The Simpsons. She's gotten very radicalized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got so upset when uh, I watched... Oh, it's still going! <laughs> I watched The Trouble with Apu and I got really upset because uh, I was reminded of The Simpsons' response to it. Which was shitty. Fucking vile. Yeah, yeah. it was like wretched. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it's, it's a pretty thoughtful documentary. It's not... Yeah, you no, know. it's it's like it's a, yeah. a reckon like it's trying to come to terms with like yeah. a I love this character, b this character has a ton of problems. It's yeah, it's not it's not a hit job. 
And like, the Simpsons. Like, Hari is a like, smart, funny dude. Super smart and funny. He's talking to Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Pooh in her, like, her blackface collection of, like, toys and stuff now. It makes sense. Yeah. Like, but single-handedly lowered my estimation of Dana Gould, like, four points. Absolutely. Like, he's not great in it. Yeah. And I've seen him do stand-up where he's, like, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But he also, like, edged into some shit. He's, like, somebody I, who I know is responsible for stuff I like. Yeah. But also, yeah. Same. So this has been uh, Talking Simpsons. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm, uh... <laughs> Henry Gilbert. And I'm Bob Mackey. Yeah. I remembered Bob's name. Hey. A person I've You've met many times. Many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Person I've sung with. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> the bond of the trenches. Okay. Wings. Wings. Aldia. So now, uh, if everyone could get your uh, DVDs of Wings Season 4 in place. Yes. Uh, you're going to load up Disc 3, which also contains, obviously, uh, Exit Laughing, What the Cabbie Saw, Labor Pains, and I've Got a Secret, in which Helen hosts a girls' night with Alex and Antonio, where secrets are spilled. But who revealed the secret that years ago Alex posed for a spread in Playboy? Which one's Alex? She wasn't in the episode. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. What's she doing? I, she's she a piloting a helicopter. Oh, she's a helicopter pilot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how we're going to tell people when to, when you hear the audio quality change. I'll, I'll put in a tone at the start. The tone. At, at those that means pause your DVD. Yeah, you are going to have to repeatedly pause your DVD in order to hear our in-the-moment action yes. commentary. Which and the, to ensure that we don't the double, <laughs> to ensure that we don't double any of them, we're watching it now without audio. Yeah, so we won't. Be re- <laughs> I don't anticipate this being much about wings. No, I hope not. I, I don't think it will be. But there were some things I was like, I'm going to save it for the commentary. Sure. So the, <laughs> well, they weren't questions; they were comments. Yeah, uh, but they were largely on the audio, probably. So they're lost to time now. Here we're starting in three, two, one, and we got that logo. Uh, we got the logo. We got the uh, jazzier, faster version of the theme song. Yeah. Well, and we we open with this beautiful scene of Antonio, Joe, and Brian. Yeah, uh, and this was can, this is you'll recall from when I make you stop it here in just a second. You'll recall was, from the future. From the future. I was very surprised by Antonio uh, having the accent he had. Yeah, Antonio Scarpacci. Scarpacci. Yeah. Does that sound like a Scarpacci accent to me? Okay. Um, we're watching this on Daily Motion, which yeah, is... No, we're not. Oh, wait, yeah. We're Legally? not pirating this. Legally, no. we're watching this on a DVD again. That I Oh, I'm literally holding. But if you're watching... Wait, it, I'm not holding it. It's in the DVD player. Yes. The case you're holding, if you're watching, you might be watching on D- Daily Motion, but we do not condone it. Hey, this is Gary here in the middle of the episode. 
How dare Mel you? Mel is very <laughs> How dare you call me out for my racist Tony Shalhoub thing <laughs> without me knowing that he was an ethnic stereo, like, knowing he was an ethnic stereotype of a cabbie. Yeah. I Come on, man. This seems like less like a question and more like a comment, Gary. <laughs> I know, but like, well, I said, how dare you? Yeah. I want to know the method of the dare. It was easy. Because I, I, here's what I expected based on your reaction to me. <laughs> I want to be clear that this is... <laughs> if I'm, I mean, you'll know if I manage to splice these in at the time they happen, but this is 40 seconds into the episode. <laughs> if the first time Tony Slew speaks is the reason why yeah. it's happened, is you're like, oh, racist, he likes pizza. He's, he's a racist cabbie. He's a cabbie character. He's just using an accent. He's doing an accent. The racist cabbie accent. <laughs> I, but he, he's playing an Italian guy. I believe he is Italian. Well, we'll find, time will tell in this episode. <gasps> Jessica just put her paw on my hand. Yeah, Jessica's here. During the actual recording. Yeah, stop. Okay, okay. good. Yeah. All right. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Absolutely. Gary, I think now is the time to mention uh, that this episode was written by David Angel, as was yes. the next one, uh, who, of course... He created uh, the show. One of the co-creators. Uh, he also co-created Frasier. And, of course, the most interesting thing about him is that uh, if you look on his obituary, or like his Wikipedia, it mentions death, uh, plane crash... September 11, oh, oh, 2001. Yeah, <laughs> you told me that before. <laughs> because David it, Angel famously yeah. was in the first plane to hit the two towers. And he would have lived if Lowell wasn't a first responder. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> Gary, what do you think happened on 9-11 that a first responder could have helped with? Lowell, Lowell could have fixed it Lowell. If, if he wasn't such an idiot. Uh, did you see when it was going on on the Sorry, internet? Sorry, Gary, I just noticed that the video we're not watching is Nick at Night's upload of this. Yeah, did, <laughs> do you think, um, I, did you see that shirt when it was going on around where it was the Final Fantasy 9 through 11 with Cloud going into Shinra as a first responder, like serious no, Final Fantasy first responder mashup shirt? Oh, that sounds like a really good shirt, Gary. I, I would have bought it if I knew about it um, at the time. Oh, man. I think Lowell probably could have stopped some of the stuff in 9-11. So Lowell's on the plane. Uh, Gary here. We're <laughs> <laughs> about 40 seconds later. Why does the evil uh, character actor airport guy eat at the good airport? Gary, to be uh, first of all, we're talking about Roy Biggins, played by the late David Tram, RIP. Mm -hmm. uh, please, Tram Estate, do not sue sure um no uh he his airline operates out of the same terminal at tom never's field uh if you see we'll we'll see later but it is literally across the counter from theirs okay so how big is this airport it's two this yeah it's this it's the, the, okay it's this room <laughs> yeah it's this room is the is it seems like a bad way to do an airport to me i it's I, you know it's nantucket island it's a small it's island small yeah do you think the two male handsome leads in this look like they should be in supernatural uh, I they kind of look like two handsome brothers. I would be surprised if Weber never showed up on Supernatural. Yeah. Weber's worked a lot uh, over the years. He's yeah. like a regular like character actor dude. Yeah, it seems they seem like they have supernatural energy. They do. You mean they have like kind of like incest brother energy? Oh yeah. When I say supernatural energy, I mean that I send death threats to their wives. Yeah. Because I need them, <laughs> their their couple had to be can, uh, canon. Okay, I just wanted to know what he's doing there. All right. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That. Phone's out of order. Okay. Put him on the plane. Oh, absolutely. If he's on the plane, they're not getting anywhere near no. that uh that uh that fateful day. Yeah. Um but if he's if he's a first responder, I think he might have been able to save the life of this guy by running into the building. Well, again, 
No, because David Angel was on the plane. He was in the yeah. building. He was on the plane. Well, but then the plane ended up in the building. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I've seen Resident Evil Desolation or whatever. <laughs> what? what? The airplane sequel, the CGI movie. The airplane that crashes in the airport. And so, I'm just looking up movies. Andy Ackerman, the director of this episode. Yeah. Uh, 22 episodes of The Great Indoors, which was the Joel McHale uh, show about how millennials don't know a damn thing. I remember that. He's got a lot of credits. He, oh, he directed all 13 episodes of Mulaney. <laughs> I was surprised the Frasier guy uh, created this, given how not funny this is. Yeah, Frasier's definitely a better show than this. It's, it's funnier. There is a crossover, this. I think. I think some Frasier characters do show up on Wings at some point. Huh. As part of the uh, Angelverse. The, uh, we were talking about this not on the uh, the commentary. Directed all 88 episodes of The New Adventures of Old Christine. Mm. <laughs> the ones he directed, all of them? Oh, he's directed three episodes of Curb. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's probably not so bad. He probably knows all these guys. Yes. He's directed like, a lot of Friends TV. with them. You know? It's not necessarily hired for his talent. He directed the TV, the American TV movie version of Peep Show? What? That's I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. In 2005. Jesus. That's bleak. Who'd they, who'd they cast in that? Let's see. Uh, noting that uh, Robert Webb is shitty on trans issues. Um, Gary here. Will, do you think that the uh, the long-haired of the two normie guys... That would be Steven Weber as Joe. Oh, it's Brian. Sorry, Brian. In an alternate universe, could have played Gabriel Knight in, like, the fourth Absolutely. FMV. He would He's be got a... huge... Uh, Dean Erickson Dean energy. Erickson yeah. energy, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so far on the laugh notes, yeah. uh, we've got one outright laugh, a chuckle, an audible hiss, and then an unhappy nod at a Joe. <laughs> I will say that my outright <laughs> laugh was also laughing at you laughing. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear. I've laughed several times. Gary, yeah, you love this shit. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Fucking Johnny Galecki is Mark? That's pretty weird. Fucking Big I, Bang Theory, Johnny Galecki is Mark. Roseanne, Johnny Galecki as well. Who's And this fucker as Jeremy. <laughs> Who's this handsome? I don't know. I don't, it seems misguided to me. Who is this like fifth, like fifth tier lost cast member looking guy? <laughs> He played Kukus in Bruno. I did see Brutus, but I don't remember Kukus. I don't remember Kukus either. Yeah. Oh, we've introduced the Phantom of the Opera uh, plotline. Subplot and the like, thing we're not watching. Yeah. Uh, here. One thing we didn't say in the commentary is I wish it was the Worf Playhouse. No, no, Gary, this is the commentary. The, uh, the other, other commentary. Stuff was just shit we were... The other commentary. Gary, watching this again. I don't... I, Twice in one night. It's surprising how little... I, so he's going to go up and talk to her. So look how he walks. Without this audio, you can really see the physical acting of how everyone walks like a caveman robot. Yeah. In this show. I think the ceilings are very low on those sets. Yeah. I uh, think to so save too. costs. That's probably true. I don't know if we ever see this set again. Uh, oh, up to the smoking balcony? Yeah, the smoking balcony. Yeah. I think that... Uh, one thing I was thinking about during this is that uh, one reason this airport is not doing well, I think, is because... There's no discipline. Every employee <laughs> well, just does whatever they want all the time. Well, Gary, you have to understand that any episode of TV written by David Angel is by definition... G Gary here. What are they talking about, Will? I'm having a really hard time following this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, there's a lot of commentary where one character just tells the other one what's happening. Uh-huh. In case, like, for the vision impaired in the audience or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're smoking, you're saying this. But I don't know, I don't get, I don't know why he's smiling uh, at all of this stuff she's doing. And I don't understand 
when she's like, I wonder about people get everything they want in life. Like, is she changing the subject? No, not exactly. So, Gary, first of all, you have to understand. First of all, this is a scene, obviously, between uh, Crystal Bernard's Helen and yeah. uh, Stephen Weber's Brian. Uh, and you have to understand that the core emotional dynamic of Wings through its whole run yeah. is the love triangle between uh, Helen, Joe, and Brian. Okay. The show moves on and off of it from time. Like right now, we're kind of in an, a downtime on that because Alex is around. Okay. But so there is a sexual tension between the two. Okay. But uh, in this case, in the season finale of the third season, uh, they crash the plane and they uh, all of their Just stuff gets destroyed. Yes. Uh, so Helen is bitter because she wants to be a concert cellist, but instead she runs a lunch counter at the world's tiniest airport. Okay. And that is what she is expressing. That's what she's upset about. That's why she's smoking. And yeah, and then the poetry of it all, like talking about Cher and Walt Disney and stuff, is because this show is uh, amazing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now I get it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's, I I got very legitimately confused during this. This, uh, this idea of cutting these in the middle of commentary of us talking about it happening and then cutting us in us talking about what's happening yeah. is going to accidentally be one of the guppiest things that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. I never really put together exactly what it'd be like until this moment. It's gonna be awful. Yeah. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense to people. So anywho, just make sure you already paused and get ready to restart now. Yeah. You, you should have paused every time you hear this part. Yeah. Pause. When the audio quality changes. Yeah. I'll put in a tone. Yeah. Wings. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Set in a pre-9-11 world. That's true. Okay, that's why I was thinking about it. <laughs> the... <laughs> but in some ways he got what he's going to him, right? He kind of he decided to be the change he wanted to see in the world. Yeah, and then so it... there's no security here. Yeah. Like, he, do you think the terrorists trained watching Wings? Absolutely. Yeah, Gary. they're just like, you could just walk right in, get into the back area, <laughs> start smoking. You know? Just openly flaunting the idea of airport security. Yeah. Yeah, that guy hated airport security. Sorry, Gary, I got distracted because uh, this guy we're looking up, uh, Josh, was in something called It's God, God. where he played some, a character named Todd. Todd with a yeah. W? Todd. Yeah. The fuck is this? I like the idea of all of David it's Angel's Tommy shows. Tommy Chong has oh, God in It's God. Jesus Christ. G-A-W-D. I would like all the David Angel shows to predicate a natural or national disaster. And yeah. we only found one of them. Oh, yeah. It's like that uh, that one movie. Uh, or shit. There's a couple different things that like play with that idea. Uh, there's like a tabletop tank. Yeah. Ignore me. Ignore me. The uh, Or no, there's an SCP. There's like an SCP okay. that's like uh, they keep predicting like every time it like writes itself it keeps predicting oh. natural disasters that happen and there's like two I think I know that one because it's it's like in the first hundred yeah 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 it's, it's an early SCP here we got the breast staring scene yeah uh, this is this is I gets horny suddenly like Brian's character trait is he's a womanizer but he's also a caring friend he's a but not enough to listen to music no no uh, and caring... spoilers yeah I know <laughs> that's for 40 minutes from now we have 40 God minutes damn. of wings to get through what's on his tie the tie, I okay. That's not the that's not the really distracting tie. He much he wears a much more yeah. distracting tie later. I think that's just like a cool pattern. It, it might be a Skeletor. It's, it's like a state. It's like it's. It looks like the outline of a state to me. It looks like Ohio. Okay, I don't think you know what Ohio looks like. I don't. Cole, get in on. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> uh. 
Hey guys. Hey there. Hey, uh, hey, hey, boo boo. Hey, it's uh, me, Cole. Hey, <laughs> watching my streams. Just love to watch. Uh, love to watch Wings. I uh, love to watch Wings. You probably watch a lot of Wings. Then Nick at night. So Gary, this is the first time you legitimately yes. laughed in the episode. I think this is pretty funny. It's the most fish gutting I've seen in a live action show. It's true. And I, I respected the actors for being game to actually live gut oh, fish. Oh yeah, I don't think these are synthetic fish no. that she's gutting. Like I don't think they died for the show. Yeah. No. But, but, yeah, they are just real. They went just straight up, like, let's get a thousand dead fish and for the I, scene. If we're complimenting Wings, yes. I will say that when they are casting their weird character actor parts, they're do, they're really not they getting out of the fucking part. Do a good job with the, at least in this episode, yeah, the, the yeah. weirdos. You know, the lady right there. She looks like she could be, she's a, a lady version of the old man from Cabin Boy. Okay, yeah, David Letterman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The guy who's like, I'm going to teach you some fisherman's English. Go stingus, go bingus, go blinga. And so he's like, that means I fingered a girl. Like, it's this really fucking weird scene I've in Cabin Boy. I've watched Cabin Boy. It's incredible. I've it's just like, watched the, I've watched the Letterman scene many times. You should watch Cabin Boy. It's good and weird. You'll like it. Gary here. Yeah. Well, how often do they do in the show Wings? So first of all, we'll talk about this another part. But this is, I think, this is funny how grisly this is. Yeah. These are definitely the most fish I've seen mis- dismembered on a screen. Yeah. At, at a time in a live action show, how often do they go off like campus and do stuff like this? I think for, at, at this point, you know, we're in season four. The yeah. budget's kicking along. This is like you know when a show really starts to get adventurous, like. They can afford a lot of dead fish. Yeah, they start getting out of Monk's Cafe. They start getting out of Central yeah. Park. They yeah. start getting out of the little airport and got got some fish. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about during this during the other the non live commentary <laughs> portion of this with the different audio quality. Uh, that's also substandard. I'm gonna be editing this till until I die. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know, you just drop it in. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just drop it in. Just drop it in. Yeah. <laughs> drop it in. Uh, no, for for the record, I think this is. This is pretty funny. I've, I've got several actual Gary laughs. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't even have to write down just actual laugh. I'm just numbering them. Yeah, because this, yeah, no, this is legitimately funny, I, I will admit. All right, Gary out. Aldia. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Have you, have you ever read the interview between, uh, like, it's talking, it's Chris Resnick, or Chris Elliott and Adam Resnick talking to each other. I think about, so. About how, like, Cabin Boy almost destroyed their friendship, and now they just don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> Resnick really didn't want to direct it. Yeah, they uh, they had Tim Burton on the line, and uh, then uh, he dropped out. And they're like, "I guess if we want the movie to get made, I have to make, I have to direct this movie." It'd be a lot. Like you and I are really good friends. I don't know. I mean, I would direct Cabin Boy for you because I like Cabin Boy, but I wouldn't direct a movie I didn't like. Yeah, well, the, but the the thing is that the movie became like a iconic whipping boy that year. Yeah, yeah. Like it got razzied and stuff, and it was just yeah. like this weird comedy these friends made together. Yeah, yeah. Like if if. My career was destroyed by something we did together, which is not a zero percent chance. It, it's I, it's fifteen percent. Yeah, fifteen percent. Yeah, uh, I would have some feelings. It'd be rough. We'd take a little while. We'd have to stop talking about it. Yeah, we just wouldn't talk about Guppy. Yeah. So here's another sexual harassment scene. Yeah. Uh, this character is not treated very well in terms of uh, her female agency. No, 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 no. There are uh, a lot of comments about how men uh, want to have sex with her in exchange for various favors yes uh and give her you know uh cellos and stuff i think that characters touch her on the shoulder a lot the brothers they do touch her all the time too. yeah the part where they're fitting her up for a dress is like they're buying a slave it's it's, it's, it's really it's very gross like it's yeah i don't i don't care for it i really like the external shots in this 
I like. I also. I'm gonna say I like the music, the interstitial music. Oh yeah, I no, like the theme music, but the little jazzy interludes are kind of nice. Yeah, no, it's it's again. You have to remember this was airing alongside Seinfeld, basically. Yeah, and I like her. I think she. <laughs> you like we, we touched, this Yeah, I, I like her grandma ness. Just huge grandma energy in a really good way. The other joke I always remember from this show is she has a lot of. Uh, Faye has a lot of uh, husbands who died. Uh, and they all had names that are like punny with her last name, with her first name. Okay. And the and the famous one is the I say fucking famous the one that's stuck. Oh, in do you my mean the one that's everywhere online? That everywhere I keep online. Yeah, you to? keep seeing the all yeah, them. All the is memes? that uh, one of them was named? They were all named George, I believe. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was George uh, Devay. And then they're like, oh, old soldiers don't die; they just Faye Devay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's not sure. <laughs> I would have noted that one in my notes down as it's, grudging acknowledgement. I, I do a lot. There's, we'll read the, the accounting at the end of this. Gary here. Let's do what? Two her nose are off. Drag, drag her outside. I think. I think drag, drag her ass rat is what I heard. Drag rats outside. Yeah, let's drag her ass rat. Drag her. They didn't really say ass on wings. I think. No, but it's just what it sounded like. Gary, I'm telling you, they never said ass on wings. Sounds like a trivia. They might have said ass on wings. Yeah, you gotta, you're gonna have to upload that to IMDb. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, this is like the NYPD Blue era where they were starting to show like uh, butts Butts. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man butt. Man butt only. Yeah. Yeah. But we did see uh, the telescoping, telescope at the breast. There was implied tit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every time you see a shirt, there's an implied tit. Well, (laughs) AKA the silent tit. Silent tit. Silent will right now. Uh, Aldia. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. I did uh, acknowledge many of the jokes. Gary did laugh at some jokes. I did. I totally did. I'll I'll admit it. Which is more than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. Because admittedly, most of them were goosed by the laugh track or me laughing, which is the human laugh track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard not to laugh when somebody else laughs. Gary, how do you feel about Roy Biggins? Pretty neutral. I don't know why they like him. I don't know why he's their friend. Like, from everything in these episodes, it seems like they hang out all the time. Uh-huh. And I don't know why, because they don't... He seems mean. It's a workplace comedy. No, I know. But then they go and do extracurricular stuff all day. Yeah, because they all want to be in the play. I don't... Yeah, I don't understand why they hang out with this guy. I feel like this guy should come up with some evil friends. I mean, you can't stop him from auditioning for a play. I would. How? Huh? Gun. <laughs> whatever however yeah. he died in real life i don't know yeah that's, that's... <laughs> yeah, old age yeah i might stop him that way <laughs> classic sitcom chronomancer Gary yeah uh... oh he liked the joke yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like oh, i gotta die oh no that was the that was the joke about how she smelled oh that was the porpoise joke Gary. that was the porpoise joke which i did not particularly care for <laughs> no. I, the, the, um, I do like that she's been coming to work smelling of stinking of fish here's our first thomas hayden church yeah interview. He's not funny. Mm-mm. He's one. He's probably the least funny cast member. Yeah, that's wild. Given that, uh, like, Lowell is like the breakout the, character. The straight, the the, the straight man brother. Uh-huh. Also not very particularly funny in this. Yeah, but he's not, but he's not supposed to be. Whereas yeah. Lowell is supposed to be a laugh a minute. Yeah, and he just seems like this like subhuman intelligent. I really like, remember super Lowell being funnier than this. He's no dauber. He's no dauber. He's not Dobbin. And that's why he isn't in the SpongeBob cast. Yeah, like unlike Dauber. Uh, Patrick Fagerbaki, I think. That's a great name. It's a, yeah, it's very Midwestern. Yeah. And like again, it. he's been playing Patrick Starr for like 20 years now. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Gets to hang out with Tom Kenny. Like Which would be really fun. And, and Jill Thompson, who, uh, Tom Kenny's incredibly funny wife, who's also on Mr. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, would love to be friends with them. Yeah, they're great. 
Yeah. They're very funny. Oh, man. If you had to be friends with a Wings person, who would you be friends with? I, I think Shaloub, absolutely. Think I think so? Shaloub is good in this episode, in these episodes. I think Shaloub is generally, like, blowing everybody out of, the, like, the water in terms of, like, charisma. Gary here. Uh-huh. What is the show implying about Tony Shaloub's sexuality, and how... On a degree of 90 sitcoms, where would you place that in like one through 10 in terms of problematic content? I would put that solidly at a four. Okay. Uh, like, so it's not saying anything. I don't think it's saying anything overtly negative about trans people, but it is like, like the point is that it's, first of all, I don't think it's a topic that Oprah would necessarily be doing. Agreed. I, yeah, yeah. It would be more of a Donahue kind of thing. Yes. Or the Phantom of the Donahue. The, but that pun doesn't work. Nope. Uh, what about a streetcar named Donahue? Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Which is the joke that they made in the episode. I almost made a joke as good as Wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but definitely, we are trafficking in that 90s trope where, like, oh, it's funny that yeah. some men want to be women. Whoa. But when when uh, Gabriel just said... Uh, that would be uh, <laughs> Stephen Weber playing Brian Hackett. Steve is saying, well, you're going to have to stay focused there, big dog, big guy. Uh, what was the implication there exactly? Oh, like, sincerely, like is it? Just... Oh yeah. Oh, I, I missed that. I was. Oh, I, I thought we so, were. Just, yeah. No. Yeah, Tony Sloop just said, "Yeah, like I, I'm gonna be playing that character," and he just went, "How oh, about you try to keep your focus?" And then smiled and walked away, really knowingly. Oh yeah. I mean, he, I, first of all, Gary, thank you for keeping such a laser focus on the episode. <laughs> uh, no, I think that was he was impl- it was he was doing a little gay panic joke yeah. at, at uh, Antonio's expense. Is there something? Is there something to the history of Antonio? No, no. no it's just okay. No, it was just it's just a sitcom written in the nineteen nineties. Gotcha. So, uh, if they have a chance to make a gay panic joke, they will. In the whole situation, I'm going to bump it up to a five in terms of problematizing them. Great with I, the transphobia, with the gay panic. Absolutely, I think Patina. That's, yeah, that's very yeah. good. I wasn't expecting to see that. Don't buy this on DVD. No, no, don't support these men. <laughs> these men, in any case. Yeah. Uh, the, um, Aldia, uh, start watching the episode again now. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. So for every, people who are listening, every time that Will has talked sugar about Tony Shalhoub on mic, uh-huh. it's happened at least three times off mic. <laughs> I just want you to know. It's been a pretty nonstop Shalhoub love fest since you showed up. <laughs> It's almost certainly the most Tony Schlub has been praised in this apartment. Yeah. Inclusive oh. of the of previous tenants. Absolutely. I don't know who used to live here and what their opinions were on Monk. <laughs> Tony <but> Shalhoub. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tom Sharpling. Here's where I open up the like the wall and all these Monk DVDs yeah. spill out <laughs> and a skeleton among them. <laughs> and then you stick a knife in my neck. <laughs> syringe. 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 The cask of, uh, you know. It's much um, scarier, I think, to be stabbed with a syringe than a knife. Oh, here's a scene. This I was thinking about this during the... Um, it is way scarier. <laughs> Thank I agree you. with you. I needed that acknowledgement. But the, uh, um, I didn't want to stop it for it. But this part where she comes out laughing like the Joker and everyone decides to laugh as well. Uh-huh. I also got mad at that. I was like, this makes no... Why are they... Oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Something I'd like to communicate to the listeners is that if you're watching a sitcom with Gary Butterfield and a joke is operating on a formula... Mm-hmm. He does a pose that is very, very much like Miles Edgeworth from the Phoenix Wright game <laughs> when he's like tossing off a bit of logic. Like, yeah. I just, like a little like hand holding the, the elbow and like the little flick. I just I just know it's it's doing its thing. I, I want to acknowledge that an equation has been yeah. solved that failed to prove that it was funny. <laughs> like um 
So th- this was also a uh, part of this that cracked the door wide open for me in this episode. Yeah, so this is obviously yeah. the scene where uh, the, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the brothers came down into their kitchen in their pajamas, and Thomas Hayden Church's character, Lowell, is already sitting there in the dark. Yeah. And and Weber has to have a, a family meeting at 3 a.m. Gary, you just remembered Stephen Weber's name. I'm really... You've, you've accomplished something, Will. Genuinely shocked right now. I don't know his character's name, but I... I Brian. Henry? Brian Hackett. Okay. okay. Gary here. Gary, you got to be careful. You can't start I know. the recording because if we get any of the Wings audio on here, we will get content. We will get struck. content. And we did. We started singing. The, you sang the theme song earlier as well. Fuck. So and it was perfect. It was pretty good. Why did you hold them fucking together? <laughs> um, <laughs> Gary, I think that's I, a good time to include uh, a reading from the back of the DVD. Uh, I, I, so I was trying to understand why neither of these guys are the boss. Because it feels feels like they have very little power. They're brothers. They co-own the the airline, and they live together. With when, who? With it's so nice to have a Mather around the house. This is on disc two. Okay. When Brian accidentally sinks Lowell's houseboat, Lowell comes to stay with the Hackett brothers as their new roommate, and spoils them with tender loving care. Okay, so all three of them live together. They do. They're brothers. Those okay. two are brothers. You understand well, that, yeah, right? Yeah, but they're adults. Adult brothers tend not to live together. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know. That's not what I. That's not what Wings <laughs> taught me. The main brother doesn't answer the question as well as you think it does. Uh, I mean, they're not uh, very successful airline operators. Yeah, well, probably because they don't fire people who are mean to customers and stuff. Well, she doesn't work for them. Helen doesn't work for them. How they own so they own the air they own the airline. Yes, she works for the people who own the same building that also employ the mean guy. I no, I believe, I I think the airport might be government owned. Okay, or something. Well, that's probably how they get their powers later. Yeah, like there's no, probably. I think, I think yeah. airports are owned by the government, Gary. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. So she owns or rents a lunch counter that she operates. Okay. Uh, and they own and rent the hangar and the counter space for Sandpiper Air, and then Roy Biggins, played by the late David Schramm, uh, operates whatever his uh, airline is called. I don't remember. Do the brothers own and operate Lowell? Yes. Okay. That's what uh, I want. He is to their know. employee. Okay. That's the, okay. And they live together, and they come down in semi-matching robes. At and 3 o'clock in the morning. At 3 in the morning. Let's come back. Okay. I just was very confused why they're moving together. Aldia, you can start the episode again now. Yep. Aldia. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. But but there is a lot of sexual tension in this relationship. It's very surprising. This is the sexiest part of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Other, is, yeah, other when, like, later when the, the violin player is putting in sexual bids for the new member. Yes. Never commented sad. on or followed up upon. Yeah. At all. It's just happening. Gary, is Johnny no relation Toshiba a funny joke or is that racist? I don't I don't think it's I think it's neither. Yeah. <laughs> like, for an Asian character? Neither funny nor racist. I, I think it might be a little racist. It might be a little racist, but I think it's not a, it's not funny. Okay. I just <laughs> like, um yeah. 
I'm Gary. I'm so glad there's no blackface in these episodes. We I was very been, surprised. I would have been uncomfortable releasing the commentary. We would have had to stop and talk about an Isaac item. Yeah, let's <laughs> just put like Wings commentary plus like whatever the next drink it is. If you're not watching this, there is a subplot where sub sub subplot uh, yes where they are running. They are participating in a musical called The Phantom of the Opera. Yes. Where a white character is the understudy for the black woman playing Oprah. Implied to have sprained the ankle Certainly. of the main With actress. With a little smile. Yeah. She's got a real devious smile. I yeah. think if that actress is still alive, color me surprised. But if she is, I would love for her to have a second life as like, I don't know, a psychologist, like a Peter Stormare psychologist <laughs> in, in a cinematic video game. Because she's got a lot of evil charisma to her. But uh, so th- there was some serious worries during the watch that... Mm-hmm. You might see her playing Oprah, yeah, uh, and in they, blackface. They, and and to be clear, the people who wrote this show are making jokes around that, mm-hmm. left and right. Yes, like they're uh, acknowledging it. They're acknowledging it, Gary. Yeah, Rebecca Shull is alive. She's ninety-two. Ooh, happy uh, birthday, Rebecca Shull. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it doesn't list her. Oh no, February twenty-second. Oh well, I, I would like to be the first to wish her a ninety-third birthday. Yeah. I mean, very first. Yeah. Like, almost certainly the first. <laughs> yeah, six months, four months in advance. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, only one main cast member of Wings is dead. And that is, of course, David Schramm playing Roy Biggins, R.I.P. Sure, rest in... Um, power. Yeah. yeah, rest in power. Rest in Biggins. Yeah, rest, <laughs> rest in the notorious Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, Ruth Conda forever, Mr. Biggins. <laughs> Big Conda forever. <laughs> Uh, here's where he's like, I'm going to sell your ass for money. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't want to do that. And he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. You want to come? And that's, uh, you know, that's the kind of, kind of relationship these brothers have. Um, we did not manage to find incest porn for them, but we only checked one of the major fan fiction well, sites. Well, I was just looking at sexual tension between these brothers yeah. between uh i knew we were joking about the incest earlier yeah but uh you're setting on your money you know to yeah gary yourself. i would like a formal re- i would like to formally retract my statement they did say ass in the episode yes <laughs> they, did say ass. they did say uh you know a lot of kiss and stuff and i'm going to bed you coming yeah like that's that's a lot yeah they're brothers yeah gary, we're both single children we don't know how brothers do if people in the audience are listening to this and you have brothers uh, please confirm and deny that you live together with a lull and you sleep together and you run down each other's asses. Yeah. So I just I just wanted to make sure about that. Also, uh, did you notice the fish that they have on top of their I fridge? I did notice. It was like a big mouth Billy Bass kind they, of thing. Yeah, they got a big mouth. There's like a lot of fish subliminal method. Mess- I think, I think it's main this. culture. It's all just I main have, yeah. culture. Like where every house looks like an Airbnb. Um, I also wanted to point out, just in case I forget during the commentary, that I do legitimately like Lowell's Scrooge nightgown. Yeah. It's not. I didn't laugh at the Scrooge now like but I do like it. Yeah, got to see a lot of thigh. Yeah, well, that, that's why I liked it. And he also walked away like a robot. He did. So, uh, Elliot, go now. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. I, I was just yeah, yeah. looking at fan fiction. I wasn't looking exactly. for yeah. uh, pornography of the two of them. Yeah, together. I guess I mean they're definitely pornography. I think people would definitely be shipping them now if this TV show was on the air now. And more power to them, I say. I would like to get this show back on a Tumblr and Gabriel Knight too. Yeah. I have Tumblr hit that up because okay. I think that's, if there's that kind of homosexual sound context that like hits me upside the head, then I know it's powerful. I mean, Gary, you know how old you are that you're like talking about Tumblr. Tumblr's like dead. Tumblr uh, adjacency. Well, Tumblr, like there's a, like there are still like. It's still like a shorthand for a certain kind of for old, fandom. It's, I mean, but it's a shorthand among old people. The, there's the, the, 
Yes. Okay. But there's no, like, there's AO3 would be the place where they congregate sure. to have this kind of stuff. But if, I like, the people who are in Jeremy's Discord who are talking about the two brothers in Supernatural banging, uh-huh. if I were like, yeah, it's like a Tumblr thing, they'd be like, yeah. Even though they're like 22 or 23. Okay. Couldn't you just call it a Jeremy's Discord thing? Well, I think that paints a specific picture of Jeremy's Discord as if it's all brothers banging. I, yeah. I'm talking about a subset of his Discord. Well, then talk about the subset. What's the name of their sub-channel? I don't know. And then it gets a little uh, too wordy, though. The whole idea of saying generalization is mm-hmm. for the ease of language. You know that there's a Discord for my, for my uh, stream people? I did know that, actually. Oh, they invited you, didn't they? Uh, they might have. They, if they did, I, I lost it. <laughs> Hold up here. Oh, sorry. What is going on with this shit? Okay. I'm so mad at this prank as well. <laughs> I just... No, it's a good prank, <laughs> Gary. It it has it's over so quick. So they've paid fifteen thousand dollars for a new yeah. cello for Helen. Obviously, you're watching the episode. Yes. And then Brian brings in a cello and says, "Here it is." And then he trips and falls and <laughs> it's smashes it. a big pratfall. And the uh, the idea great is, physical acting from Weber. Yeah. The idea, man. Oh man, <laughs> Weber's fun to watch with no sound. With no sound. He really <laughs> he's really playing to the back seats. Yeah. Uh, Strong Green Goblin energy. And then he's <laughs> this place wasn't very easy to break into. Um, the uh, so he's got that was his ten dollar cello, which seems closer to a used cello. Yeah. To me, and then he brings in the new one. Ten dollars for a used cello, I bet. That'd be very cheap. Yeah. But you do a hundred and fifty dollars for a used cello. Like Someone that. would have to like have shit in the cello. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a John Cage? Uh, I like piece. Where my brain's prepared going? cello. Absolutely. Yeah. But where my brain's going is like if there was like a an acoustic guitar. Yep. That. Let's say Bob Dylan. That Bob Dylan had shit in. Mm. Yeah. How much do you think that goes on the open market? More than a regular acoustic guitar. <laughs> I grant <laughs> I, I, I don't... I mean, there's a whole other conversation to be had. Like, someone... Fuck. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, posited on Twitter recently that there's, like, someone whose signature... Like, it was something, like, is devalued when it's used. Uh, it was, like, driving a car or something. But it was... I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but... The idea is, who's this? So, if you drive a car, it lowers yeah. the value of the car. But yes. if a famous person drives a car, it can raise the value of a car. Yes. So, who's the person who's famous such that they will run? Their driving the car will keep oh. the car's value exactly. Oh, what it interesting. Wants. Yeah, so it's barely worth. So it. that, yeah. except with, with shitting, shitting in a, in a guitar, yeah. is it flea? It, <laughs> Be hard to shit in a bass. I, they, they, <laughs> they, I mean, they make acoustic basses. Yeah, I suppose. Um, here's did did we talk on this in the microphone goes about so fast? Yeah, well, when you're not watching it, it goes by very fast. <laughs> did we talk about on the thing how I wanted the boss to be the cello? Yes. Okay, I just no, want to no, make sure you, that ended up on. No, mic. no, that was that's very much it, on mic. watching it on mute. Mm-hmm. It, my theory is getting proven right. Okay. It seems a lot like that's what's happening. R.I.P. David now, Angel. Uh, so everyone, uh, I have to find the next, uh, yeah. uh, not link. Um, nope. Uh, and don't go watch cheers. Yeah. Don't watch cheers. Mark Twain and poodles. What was that? Nope. Uh, that's just another thing on the DVD, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And so, uh, go and switch to the other episode. Yeah. It's now the gift, uh, part two. This is part episode two? 16 of season four. Gary here. We're just doing a little check-in between episodes yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, so that's our cliffhanger. Yeah, Helen didn't like the cello. That That's what they built these two episodes around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, did you think for a second that they were going to do a shtick where the cello was the boss now? Because <laughs> they put it in the chair? No, I don't think... At, I don't, at no point did I think they were going to... Back then. Gary, play it out for me. Well, uh, okay, so there's one... You be the brother who doesn't like fun. Okay. And I'll be the brother who does like fun. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, I, got a, I got an idea here. What's up? Here, they put the uh, cello here in the chair. I say, what's what's the big idea, Brian, my brother? Uh, well, uh, the uh, when she comes in, we're going to say uh, the the airport's been bought by your new boss. Right, right. and then what? And then we're going to flip the chair around. The boss is going to be a cello. Uh, do, which of us voices the cello? Oh, the cello just talks uh, in string, like instrument sounds. How How would it run the airport then? Uh, well, that's for her to figure out. Yeah. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I just want <laughs> I to dedicate my that. life to living with you and making out, and, brother. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Gary, can I... Well, while we're talking about uh, people who will eventually be cast as Spider-Man yes. uh, villains, uh, don't you think uh, Steven Weber has a good Green Goblin energy? He's the long-haired one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it wouldn't be bad. Actually, it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah, I... I uh, yeah. In fact, I think that most of these people probably correspond to some Spider-Man villain. For sure. Like Biggums could be uh, Doc Oct. Who? Biggums. He could I would actually say Shaloub would make a really good Doc Oct. Doc Oct well yeah, he would be a good Doc Oct. I'm trying to, I mean Shaloub's a genuinely great actor, so I'm trying sure. to think who who uh, we would like spend that that capital on. Um I mean Faye could obviously be the vulture. Sure. That's yeah. ageist, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, grandma vulture. And then, um, boy, yeah, we need something for the uh, for Bigums. Uh, oh, Craven. Cra- <laughs> I guess yeah. I could see Craven. I was thinking Kingpin or something. Craven's but... very last hunt. Yeah, Cra- Craven's grandpa's last hunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we're between episodes now. What about Joe? Oh, that's the the other brother. The yeah, it's the brother? boring brother. He'd be like J. Jonah Jameson's son who goes into space and becomes Man Wolf or yeah, some shit. Sure. You know, just yeah, one of those or like the Spider Slayer. Like he'd be he'd be one of those like weird villains. Or uh or um I guess I'm thinking of the I guess I'm just thinking of Harry Osborne. I was just thinking of the hair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Gary, uh where what would you rate your affection for the TV show Wings at this point? It's still pretty low, I gotta be honest with you. The, is, the, is at, from one to ten, where one is none and ten is maximum. Well, I didn't tell you before this, but the scale actually goes from negative ten to ten. Then how did you start at one? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just neutral. Uh, because I feel like the re- I think you were hostile to wings. Well, before. the reason why why I say that is because for every step forward, like I like the fish gutting, like as a, as a surprisingly dark bit and uh-huh. stuff. Uh, there's some steps back. Yeah, that dress re- that rehearsal scene's pretty dire. That was pretty upsetting to me. And to be clear, the Phantom of the Opera stuff is why we're doing the episode. Yeah, because the phrase "the Phantom of the Opera" it, has been locked in my head for twenty years. It that stuff's pretty rough. It's bad. But I might be at like a maybe a, a total. I might be still at one with uh-huh. those steps back, or maybe at a two, because I do want to know why she hates a cello. <laughs> I think Crystal Bernard is giving a genuinely good performance it's, in this episode. It's not bad. I would like to know what her her deal is. Um, I don't the fake cello uh-huh. switch also is a little bit weird to me when the guy's like, "Why didn't we just buy there or use cello?" Yeah, I just feel like that's too good of a question. It's it's a very not, good Gary. It's a great question. You know, and I also I. I am driven by the urge to look up and see if cellos actually cost $15,000. I mean, we'll never know. Yeah? Yeah, we'll never know, Gary. I could ask my phone. I tell me. You're using your phone to record. Oh, shit. You're right. 
And now. All right. The conclusion. The gift part two. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. And three, two, one, go. All right. What were you saying about shitting in a guitar? Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe it's you. I would probably keep it. Well, no, I think it wouldn't go up in value if I shit in the guitar. I mean, if we were if we were selling it to like fans. Yeah, Broverdown. Yeah, <laughs> Broverdown would buy it. Fucking Broverdown. Um, the uh, I think when I think about shitting in a guitar, I think about shitting through the strings and then breaking up into smaller shits. Yeah. No. That's yeah. And then how they, and how they like resonate once you. Uh, yeah. If someone yeah. was holding a chord shape, yeah. or you put a capo on there. I think, like, just, I think we've come up with our own. Have we invented an instrument? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we invented the, the corporophone? The, the shit tar? <laughs> no, the, the, yeah, oh, we take a sitar and yeah. do it. And it's the shit tar. Gary, are we AKA the corporophone, yeah. Gary, are we geniuses? We're doing pretty good yeah. with this. And then we get somebody cool to play it. I and just love these external shots, man. I they, <laughs> I get you a glossy printed out like <laughs> landscape poster of it. Gary, that would be a very funny <laughs> gift. Great. Uh, be the bug <laughs> we're watching on dvd right yeah. now oh oh boy. i hate this so much okay. so <laughs> they're doing this. a musical number that is supposed to be bad but is also just the worst thing i've ever seen there's no jokes in it it's, 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 <laughs> they're just singing i don't believe in phantoms but i do believe in me and it's supposed to be bad like it's supposed to be like bad community theater because they make a joke yeah. out of it but if you're doing that it should still at least be funny it should be funny to us it should be bad yeah. enough to be funny yeah. Yeah, that's really rough. And the whole time they're like, this this play fucking sucks. And they don't do the play. Yeah. And don't do the play. You th- you'd think that maybe the joke of the episode would be to get to see the play to be funny. Yeah. Like a nightman cometh kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But no. That's uh, no an nice. earlier era. And, uh, did did I make my comment about the ABC plot of this episode? On you did. The, uh, the B. We're talking about the C plot to the B plot. No yeah. A plot. No A plot found. here. Yeah. Okay, so here's the reveal of why she didn't want the cello, which I also was disappointed in. I mean, it's just... Because it was give, kind of wing, give wings its credit. <laughs> it's psychologically realistic in a way you might not expect from a 90s sitcom. But it was treated like a cliffhanger. It was treated like a cliffhanger. When it's just the, th- the thing you do when someone buys you an expensive gift. Yeah, you get really There's no intrigue. Yeah. yeah, there's no intrigue to it at all. Well, there's no... Be on Fridays. <laughs> DVD. Certain people will know what we're talking about. <laughs> Gary, I promise in the Slack that this would be, watch- this would be listenable content without... Well, we did. We did. Did, our, I li- did I lie? I don't know because well, I think those little interstitials. I have no idea how they're going to fit into the rhythm of this. Oh. It's at least going to be chaotic. And my my goal with Guppy is that we can do whatever we want, and it can work. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's not a, a show with fail conditions. My, my goal know? is half of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary here, part two. <laughs> Did you say for 20 years you yeah, were they, here for us? They've been friends for a long time, Gary. When Joe crashed the plane, so that they, he said recently. he was 30, he said he was 31. Yeah, they were childhood friends. Okay. Gary, it's that I feel like that came across in context clues. I was just confused that like I didn't no, I I didn't cuz they both also it's a love triangle as well. It is. So yeah, I don't I a don't, childhood friend love triangle. Watch more anime. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I shan't, actually. I don't believe I, I will. I shan't, I may. <laughs> I don't believe I will. Okay. It's referring... I think, to my credit, he did say it like 
you've been here for 20 years ever since or like you've been here for 20 years when joe crashed that plane he was listing various things she's i know done for them. i'm just saying that it, you don't get to give yourself to your credit i think i do because the no. episode is confusing about laying it out that she was laying out he was laying out a list of things as opposed to a plane crash 20 years ago when they were 11 and did wings jr i mean gary to be fair this episode of wings was not written as though it would be the only or the second episode <laughs> of wings you would ever consume second question the grandma who would play the vulture. Uh-huh. Does she know that Bigums doesn't wear underwear? Or was that like... Yeah, I just... think that's the implication is that there's been problems with this in the past. Yeah. What, uh, huh. Just trying to think of what those contexts were. Do you know what episode it came up in? Like, were they just like, Bigums, you I just wear underwear. I think he's just generally the kind of guy who doesn't wear underwear. Or he's wearing a suit. Yeah, but I think he likes the freedom within the suit. He's got a little bit of a pervert vibe. Look at the... Mu- Gary, look... Yeah. Let's take another close look at, at David Schramm, really. Biggins. Roy Biggins. Yeah. yeah. Think of it like Batman Begins, but Roy Begins. <laughs> Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, I, I, oh, do you think, <laughs> think Lowell wears underwear? Um, are you talking specifically in that scene from the last episode? No, just in general. I think he wears underwear, yeah. I think he does it, because I think that scene showed me that he likes to, likes to, to have it be free. No. And a jumpsuit's very free. It has a low crotch. Okay, we can't turn this into your fucking Venture Brothers bullshit. <laughs> We're watching a good TV show. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. Oh, well, jumpsuit, speed suit, all that shit. Oh, we know he wears it. He's a mechanic. I feel like you were drawing on Venture Brothers energy with that low-hung crotch talk. No, I, he's a mechanic, and I just think that he probably doesn't wear underwear. I don't... I, but what about Grease? He's low intelligence. He's... Oh, but he's cunning. Yeah? I haven't gotten to that part yet. I don't think so. All right, Aldia. We'll see. If he does one oh, cunning you get thing... To, you get to fucking Aldia. Yeah, I, Aldia, <laughs> gets fucking no so. It's my phone. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Look how red that shirt is. They're they're very color coordinated I, boys. I like it because I don't think that they are differentiated. I like that it's like they're doing a little like two magicians doing a routine or something. Yeah, you know? for for sure. But this is the the scene with Brian's extremely distracting tie. Okay, let's go back to the tie here in a moment. Yeah, let's... Not that black tie. Really, I, I like no, to see that. Yeah, he does look like he's uh, a red lobster waiter. <laughs> they are managing her like a Pokemon. Oh, my... Yeah. Oh, that is... <laughs> it's very wide. It might be a fish. It, I think it's a fish. There's a big nautical theme. The sexual politics of this episode, as they slowly take more agency over her, is really genuinely weird. They do colonize her personhood throughout like, the episode. And they make and jokes every, about it. every man gets a chance to do it. Yeah. There's not, like, a dude on the show except for perhaps Tony Shalhoub or Thomas Hayden Church who don't colonize her. Oh, the German guy does. Yeah. The uh, Toshiba does. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, Roy does, really. Roy Biggins? Yeah, Roy Biggins, played by the late David Schramm, R.I.P. He doesn't really colonize her. He does nigger a lot. He does nigger a lot. Yeah. Dude, um, they're just keeping that woman's face in the bottom right-hand corner of the Nicky Knight thing. That <laughs> of, we're the not watching. Yeah, of the DVD. So, so here we go where to, uh, Tony Toshiba, Johnny Toshiba, one of the weirdest, I really expected this to come back. I, he doesn't get any more lines. There's no payoff to any of the stuff happening in the episode is it, the thing. <laughs> David Angel, you didn't do a good job. <laughs> Just one thing, yeah, he, one more he, thing he failed at. Yeah, hey, German boss. Can I have her? I vote to, so I want her. He keeps saying, like, I get this one, right? Yeah. And the implication, I think, is that the German guy got her. Maybe. They picked her for the the thing, and that's his bride. His quartet bride. Gary, can we, what do you think David Angel did in that plane? 
Do you think they just like sat there and were like, you know what, they're just gonna ransom us. It's no big deal. I bet you he offered them wings by Rebellion to stop. Gary, I'm trying to take this extremely seriously. <laughs> okay. Do you think that like the vibe at the time was as long as everyone cooperates, they'll take us somewhere and pay off the hijacking? Yeah, I mean, that, that, this is a very serious. I think that yeah. probably was. I think that the, the ter- it was within the terrorists who committed 9/11. It was in their best interest to keep the crew calm. Yeah. So they probably placated them. Yeah. You know, uh, and told them they would be safe if they followed instructions. Yes. Do you think if Mark Wahlberg had been there, it would have gone different? Gary here. Well, hey, Gary. It, hey, does it seem late to be introducing the subplot with the war, the cello quartet that is has its own set of dynamics and history and stuff? Are Gary's, these recurring characters? I mean, this is the second part of the two-parter. No, they're not recurring characters. Okay. You'll never see these people again. I just really thought it might have more to do with the play and stuff they set up in the first part. Yeah, I mean, the the no, the first... I mean, we'll get back to the play, obviously. Okay, yeah. The play is, like, hanging over everything. But the main plot is about Helen pursuing her love of being a cellist. And so now, after an episode of Setup, we're finally meeting this much-spoken-about quartet. This weirdo quartet. They're pretty weird, Gary. One of them is uh, is under the impression that another one of them can give him the right to, like, prima nocta or something. That does seem to be happening, yes. Yeah, that's real weird. The The politics of this quartet are really strange. The sexual politics are very strange. I thought this was not—I thought this was going to be a perfunctory scene where she either got or didn't get the part— no, I mean, uh, you know, Wings is not going to leave some character actor meat on the table. Yeah. And this is going to be a conflict between them thinking the thing is stupid and her having to support her friends versus being I don't in the play. I don't think so. No? Okay. All right. I was just real curious about that. I think it's more just going to be her navigating the weirdos. This has a real, like, Deadwood vibe where they introduce a bunch of, it like, a theater a lo- troupe. I was just thinking this is a lot like Deadwood. In a lot of ways, yeah. actually. Yeah. If we had to cast the Wings people as Deadwoods. Keeping in mind, I've never watched more than 10 seconds of Deadwood. Sure. Do you know Do you know more about Deadwood than I knew about Wings? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll do <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. He might have. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, that's a... So he's, like, here's, here's my here's my Mark Wahlberg famously said that if he'd been yeah. there, it would have gone different. So he he is a, an a, aggressive man. An aggressive kind of violent meathead? Yes. Yeah. And I could almost see him doing like, you know, the play 93 or whatever, the one that fought back. Yeah. But maybe he would have provided the edge where they would have won. Yeah. I think it's weird they made a movie about them losing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they, they, <laughs> I know that's not, not what happens. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> it's not usually the attitude that is held towards the people in United 90. Let's I go, know. boy. <laughs> I know what they did. Oops, oops, but I just mean that maybe they would have been more successful, like crashed into other terrorists or something. It might be a rare situation where having a violent, racist meathead <laughs> might have saved a lot of lives. Oh. Like... Yeah, I, I think it might have made a difference. Jesus, that's sad. There's a Wahlberg for each one of the planes, at least. <laughs> Tony Wahlberg. Yeah. Let's roll with my signature burgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this whole thing, this was very confusing to me, and you were right to shoot me down. But I, I just was like, now I had to get invested in these guys and their drama. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there's a whole subplot where uh, they've kicked out the founding Scrooge, member of the yeah. quartet. <laughs> yes, the Ebenezer Scrooge of their quartet. Yeah. Who then later comes back, spoiler alert, as the Phantom, which I yeah. did call. Yeah. I thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's, 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 I know that ordinarily you like to call things when they come back. I do. Um, 
it's extra challenging wings because a lot of things just don't come back. It's it's very it's a very narratively un, it, surprisingly narratively unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I I think like modern TV has like suggested that like comedies yeah. still have to have a narrative arc in an episode. Yeah. Like things pay off. Chekhov's guns fire, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Doesn't happen in this one. It's all Mike Schur's fault. Here's where uh where she's like he's the one playing Oprah had uh-huh. a little accident smile. Yeah, no. Which I legitimately in retrospect I actually like this more than when I saw it. Like that yeah. that's pretty funny. Her mean grandma energy is extremely yeah. good. She gets what she wants. And then she goes, oh, this is awkward. And yeah. she never stops smiling. It's, yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty good. Yeah. here i want to we're watching the episode i want to clarify i haven't watched this episode in 20 years do you think we're getting some blackface is that uh that is why i have asked to pause i i don't know if there's some blackface in this episode episode. online i I assumed it was a music rights issue well they haven't played one song (laughs) so the music rights argument is losing steam slowly if this and the blackface argument is gaining traction every moment the episode and didn't like when i looked up the episode no one said it i if there's blackface in this, I'm really, really sorry. I didn't know. He didn't know, but he did endorse. And he does want you to buy it. And he didn't. I really, because... I really hope there's not blackface in this. It really does. It seems like it's going that way. It does seem like it's going that way. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's really moving towards a real blackface kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see, you know. Mm-hmm. If they haven't done any licensed music yet. So that's. You know, that's, <laughs> that is that is wracking. Yeah, there hasn't been any songs from Phantom of the Opera or anything. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's see what happened. I, I do want to say I think these brothers being huge dicks, they should know better than to just assume she'd make it. Yeah, yeah, they're being mean. They love her though. Oh, they're kind of yeah, but they're just they're they're children at heart. You know, it's true. I'm getting it. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Uh, here's where the two men come in and start touching and fawning on her. There's a lot of touching. <laughs> just, you belong to us as brothers. Like, she ke- and she keeps making the joke, oh, you're, like, treating me like a horse. But also... That's what they're doing, though. Like, spoiler alert, one of these men marries this woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happens to the other man? Does he marry the other love uh, interest who shows up? I think he ends up with her sister. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gary, stop pointing at the bug. I don't know what the bug is. Keep pointing at the DVD menu. <laughs> City Lopper or something. I, I, I feel like we should let people. We, we might be watching this on Daily Motion, and there well, might be a very distracting Nick at Night yeah. graphic on the bottom right corner that I don't I don't know who that is. And the text went away. It's just imprinted there. It's like um, this was recorded with the free cam or something. Yeah. It's the watermark. Except it keeps occasionally mentioning. The Get bug. The bug. <laughs> You're watching. You're watching. Be, be the, the bug, bug Fridays. Fridays. I am what watching. Is, be the bug Fridays. Why is it be the bug Fridays? So this is a very short subplot where she didn't get the part. Yeah. I don't just, really understand what the point of having her not get it and introducing then it a little dramatic tension. For very little dramatic tension, it was like thirty seconds. I mean, Gary, we were just digging the episode for not having a narrative arc, and suddenly we just had one. A very short arc. Um. Yeah. And I like this joke where he's like, "You were a third choice." Yes. That's a good joke. Uh, the bug. I, I am in the bug. It's be the bug Fridays. I'm googling be the bug Fridays. I would like to know what be the bug. I I've let so many be the bug Fridays go by unobserved. It's I'm feeling strange. some guilt. Here's some teens. Uh, just yeah. one in by the playhouse. I love these external shots. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, here we get our, our theater director, which I was expecting this to be a little bit more uh, like homophobic as well. Yeah, it's he's it's, he's a little bit oh, okay. grandiose. Yeah, but yeah, this material where Antonio is playing in the play a man who uh, is on Oprah because he is sexually attracted to. Uh, I, I'm a the theater director. Oh, I know, I know, I know, but I'm talking in general. Yes. Oh, the the bug face changed. Um, I'm I'm looking up you the bug prey. So, uh, for those of you not watching along, uh, they are doing a Phantom of the Opera parody set on the stage of Oprah, where Antonio, played by Tony Shalhoub, is playing a man who is on Oprah because he is sexually attracted to, uh, to trans, assigned male to trans women. Yeah. 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 Assigned, trans assigned women. Assigned birth. Yeah. Uh, it's played for laughs. It's not as bad as it could be. It is, it is less transphobic. Than it could be. There's one yes. joke that I, I think we agree absolutely is transphobic. Yeah, pushes pushes it too much. And yeah. we're not, you know, anybody who's hurt by this, not trying to take that away from you. It's I've watched a lot of '90s sitcoms where they get really fucking gross about this shit. Yeah. So judging on that curve, it doesn't seem as bad as it could be. It still sucks. Um, what a weird uh, thing in the '90s. Uh, okay, so Gary, a, a straight search for "Be the Bug Fridays" gives me no information. TGI Fridays, June Bug Fridays. Yeah, TGI Fridays, June Bug, top secret recipes. Well, <laughs> okay, but there is. What uh, if you put a Nick at night? Nick Friday night bug template, April to November two thousand. <laughs> Deviant art. Deviant art. <laughs> uh... This joke about Thomas Hayden Church swinging in at an opportune time will also maybe be mad. Extremely unfunny. Yeah, just it's the worst. It's, just physical it's, comedy, like Thomas Hayden Church, the second most successful person out of this cast. Yep, been in Hollywood movies, alive, uh, alive, still alive. Yeah, much more successful than Dan yeah, Schramm. significantly more. Or the Airplane Man, or whatever his name is. The Airplane Man. Ding, ding dong. Oh, David Angel. Yeah, David Ding Dong Angel. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone rest in died. peace. Everyone, rest in peace. God bless his heart. Rest uh, in peace, all the airplane men. Never yeah. forget. It's very Gary. It shouldn't be. Yeah. It's very funny to open a Wikipedia page and see cause of death, plane crash, date uh, of death, September eleventh, two thousand. It's like a little miniature detective game. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching. Yeah. Be the Bug Fridays. So here's her. Here's Oprah being explicitly transphobic. Yes. Uh, but you, you know, you said this earlier, and I agree with you. To Tony Shalhoub's credit, he takes it seriously. Yeah, he's like, playing the character. Yeah, who, who is not? Uh, and then in the background, we got Bigums just <laughs> big, creeping. Bigums, Bigums <laughs> just creeping. Gary, would you agree with me that Tony Shalhoub is very good and he's doing a great job in this episode? I think. Gary here. I just wanted to update on how transphobic you think maybe this is. I think. Do you think so, we're still holding that a five? So far, it's less transphobic than I have several times worried it was about to get. Okay. So far, there have been no jokes predicated on the grossness of uh, people who uh, realize that their sexual uh, expression is different from their sexual. I'm. I'm making I understand. That, but yeah. I, I think that Oprah saying, I'd say there's a little something extra. That, that and is the bad. audience laughing is pretty rough. That's the worst one. That's yeah. the worst part that there's been so far. Yeah. I But on the, I, I keep cringing. Like, I thought this song You're might flexing. be really bad. Well, it should be no, we're only one line through the song. I know. But, but it's, yeah. it's so far, it's less bad than I was genuinely worried it was about to be. I think that Oprah line bumps up to a seven. Yeah. But it is, you know, with ten being like Ace Ventura. Yes. So... I don't think we're going to get fully Ace Ventura-related yeah. in this. But it is, uh, 
it's kind of interesting that you can just close your eyes and throw a dart and hit some transphobic shit in a 90s just sitcom. any fucking 90s sitcom, You don't even have man. to try, man. Yeah. It's, it was in the water. I feel bad. It's, it's so horrible. God, they Imagine found someone up. new to punch down at. Yeah. I okay. mean, not new because it's been around, you know, people yeah. from transfer. But it, it became, when it became unfashionable to punch down at gay people. Yeah. Like when Seinfeld did, there's nothing, not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. They had to find a new target. And this is the one they did. So far, no blackface. No blackface, but it is a rehearsal. I know. So if... if Genuinely still kind of worried. <laughs> if Lowell was playing her, Lowell would have done blackface for the rehearsal. That would have been a joke. Yeah. Because he's, he's a sub... He's uh, very cunning. Like, yeah, like a subhuman yeah. <laughs> intelligence. So, uh, Aladio, let's see does, where this... Does Thomas Hayden Church suck at this? He was like the breakout star, and he's not funny. He's he's super not funny. It's really unfunny yeah. what he's doing. Who's the funniest member of Wings? Oh, Shalou. Not in this episode. I don't know. Maybe not in this episode. Uh, I think, you know, uh, I think Crystal Bernard's been doing, like, she has some of the best reactions playing Helen. Yeah. But no, I think Shalou has, like, is. has the fucking chops. Like, he's singing, a, like, a comedic song right now. Yeah. The character was introduced, like, late in the show, like, in, like, the second or third season is like, okay. a one-off character. And they're like, shit, that's Tony Shalhoub. He we became should... a breakout character. Yeah. Yeah. I like this grandma who's the vulture. <laughs> yeah. I think that she, every, everything she says is through a smile that makes me miss my grandma. She does do a weird smile even when she's saying very sinister things. Yeah. It's like she's, a, she's like the innkeeper in, in the Mouth of Madness or something. Yeah. It's making me very nostalgic for yeah. my grandma. Your grandma. Uh, the your, innkeeper your in- from <laughs> in the Mouth of Madness. Sorry, Grandma Nancy. Aldia. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Tony Shaloub is doing the best possible job uh-huh. that can be done with this material. Yeah. Which puts it at about a three out of ten. <laughs> Keeping in mind that I think the entire show is a one out of ten. Yeah. It's three times as good as Wings. Wow. Three hundred percent. Yeah. That's amazing. So it, it he's not given a lot of funny lines or anything. It's no. not like I laugh at Tony Shalhoub in this episode. It's really not either. a Tony Shalhoub focused episode. He gets no. this little moment where the the spotlight's too low. So yeah, he has to, he has duck, to duck under it. Some great Tony Shalhoub physical comedy. Yeah, for, well, it was it's it's good. Some great. <laughs> it's not so bad. Cosine. I wish that there was cosine. I wish there was lyrics. I wish the lyrics to this were funny. <laughs> uh, well, if they were funny, they'd be transformed. They'd be me. Yeah. Okay. I wish, but then it's like. I don't know what they're going for. It's it's pretty bizarre. Again, the whole idea of this musical is that it's supposed to be bad, but it no one bothered to make it bad in an entertaining way. It's also very easy to forget that it's based on Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Hayden Church is going to swing in here, or not swing in. He's not going to swing in here. He's going to come in with a donut from the wings. He's supposed to. I'm from the wings. We had wings earlier as well. We did. And I just beat Starcraft Two Wings of Liberty on Friday. That doesn't count. What's wings? It's not. It, of Liberty. I fucking hate StarCraft 2. I know, but it doesn't make it Why do you support wings. Activision? <laughs> why, why do you support 9 <laughs> 11? Why do you support blackface and transphobia? I swear to God, in uh, House of in House of Ashes, the new dark yeah. picture anthology, there is a character. He's a. Because that said in 2003, Iraq. Ooh. While they, like, literally the plot is they're hunting for Saddam's WMDs. Okay. One of the characters is a Marine who has, a not, who has the two towers drawn on his hat and then he's marked off dead Iraqis to fill up the towers. Oh, wow. It's the yeah. biggest, dumbest swing that the Until Dawn people <laughs> could make. I'm sure it's solemn and respectful. It's so respectful. Yeah, all right. You know, Sorry, we got distracted watching Wings. Yeah, she's, she's going to go on tour with them. In the way that string quartets do in a van. Yeah. 50 nights in 50 cities. Yeah, like Modridge would do. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, like Modridge would do, unlike a string quartet would do. Gary, if you go on tour, can I be your roadie? Yeah. 
Okay. We'll, do, we'll do Guppy from the road. Excellent. Do you I know how to tune a guitar? What? Do you know how to tune a guitar? Not, not remotely, no. Do you know how to uh, lift things? My shoulders have been hurting a lot, man. I would probably have to Pull get things a, on I would, wheel? I would get a doctor's note for that. Okay. Um, how about small things like sticks? Do I carry Brian's sticks? Be the stick man? Like the band? Like Dennis DeYoung? Like drumsticks. Like Dana- Gary, I pulled the guy from sticks. Nope, Dennis DeYoung is from... Fuck! Uh, who is it? Who is he from? I think yeah, that's ACDC. No, you're thinking of Brian... Uh... No, no, no. Brian plays drums in my band, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's that, man. Um, I thought you, I thought Dennis DeYoung was... Sticks, Dennis DeYoung. Oh, thank well, you. Well, who's the guy in ACDC? Someone else! We weren't <laughs> talking about ACDC at any point until you negged me on my knowledge of the guy from Sticks who wanted to make a rock opera. Well, I meant drumsticks. Can oh. you carry those? It's really the, okay. Here's where they're playing dress up with their woman. It's super. I think weird. this is yeah. really weird too. The, the cross dressing jokes. Who cares? But the idea that they're like, we're gonna dress up our both of our respective ex girlfriend. Yeah. In this thing, like they're really they, these guys are real dicks. It's a very weird vibe, Gary. But well, again, we're gonna watch. Here's. Please don't distract from the the job interview that we're doing. No, right I know, now. but but this is this is a really pivotal scene. Okay, so to be clear, like after they bought her the cello for fifteen thousand yeah. dollars, and then we're like, oh, you don't know us anything. Now they bought us a dress that then they then they, literally they, put on her. Go get get that job, and you won't owe us anything. Yeah, that's true. That's horrible. Yeah, and then we had that little brief moment where she had to like confess to them that she didn't get the job or, or that. And now she says she doesn't want to do it. Holy shit, Gary. Is it Be the Bug Fridays because people are sending in a picture of themselves to be the bug in the corner? That'd be incredible. And that's a random fan who's... That'd be awesome. It doesn't look like an actress. DVD. On the DVD. On the DVD. (laughs) Gary, did you just neg this random woman from 2005 that looked like an actress? She doesn't look like an actress. (laughs) So here, look at this, all this touching. Look at all this. No, it's... Just adjusting and playing with their doll. Yeah. And it's... I mean, she was, she came in to quit. She didn't want to do the thing, and now she's going to not let them down. It's yeah. horrible. I think, but I think Gary, this is like you're treating a feature like it's a bug. This is how this is what the episode's about. Is like this discomfort. It's not discomfort. I'm just like these guys are gross. I don't want to look at them or sure. like hang out with them. I think Crystal Bernard is really playing the emotional reality of this scene really well. She's almost Shalubesque in her talents. I think that if she were playing the emotional reality, she would no longer associate with these two men who are not treating her very well. I mean, how's she going to get away from them? Uh, go on tour with the cello group. They're worse. They are worse. And she'd belong to Toshiba. She At that point, she would be out of the mean, in the fire. Carrie, stop pitching low-rent shadow runs. <laughs> we all belong got to, to ex- Toshiba. We've got to extract the cello player from Johnny Toshiba. Crystal Bernard, best known for wings. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, she sang a duet with Jim Messina called Watching the River Run. I remember laughing at this joke on why they... Oh, it's because uh, the sewage company didn't want to sponsor That is actually that is, pretty funny. That's pretty funny and good delivery. I will give that to you. I think that was the biggest Gary laugh. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, I like that. Yeah, Crystal Bernard last acted in 2008 in something called Grave Misconduct. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Paradise, which looks real Jesus-y. Meet the Santas. Single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Meet the Santas. Meet the Santas. Is that a Christmas theme? Meet the parents? I love Meet the Santas. That's a great name. Because she is marrying the man who assumed the mantle of Santa Claus last December 26th, Beth's postponed wedding has to be rescheduled for Christmas Eve. Overwhelmed by selling the house she and her son share and the prospect of the duties of Mrs. Claus, she has to call her estranged socialite Grinch of a mother to arrange the wedding. 
Of course, her mom has never met the fiance nor his family and has no Doesn't inkling know of the secret. <laughs> Gary, this is a sequel to 2004's Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. Oh my! I like the idea of you being the somebody being the mother-in-law, not knowing that her daughter is marrying into Santa. That would be very <laughs> into, very into Christmas. Sad. That's God, very funny. That's, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Jeff is taking very good care of himself. He's so. He's so he's overweight, getting, he's and he keeps uh, laughing. Yeah, he's he's got a turtle that I don't care for. <laughs> he's turtling <laughs> in appropriate moments. Keeps, yeah. I think this is a funny joke where uh, Roy Biggins, played by the late David Stram, uh, R.I.P. Rest in uh, Ruth Gonda forever. Yeah, uh, claps in an attempt to stop the the show. It's pretty rude, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Rude. It's a little rude. Yeah. He's a little bit. He's a little bit irreverent. I feel like this is. I feel like there's a lot of. There's always sunny in Philadelphia in this show. In this show. Yeah, I, I feel so. like they're they're. Pulling from the same kind of... It's vibe. like a little tributary. It goes from Seinfeld, goes off to this, yeah. then goes to Curb. But the water does pass sunny. through it. Yeah. Uh, we've now introduced the, the uh, quickly dismissed plot line where the... Yeah, this is the emotional climax of yeah. the episode. We should sit quietly and just watch it. <laughs> just watch it. Where Scrooge and, and German Dracula yeah. fight on the stage. <laughs> Shit, that's better than what we're watching. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I'd like to suck some blood. That sounds good to me. I'll ruin Christmas. See you later. Um... Yeah, Crystal Bernard did not work a lot. My theory is it's because she's very short. Interesting. I think that she's very she's might be too short to be a leading lady. Okay. She's very little, and I think that the uh, the stand and the the airport is a little bit higher. I think okay. She, uh, the yeah. Counter. Absolutely. So here's these guys being dicks. I. No, they're again, being nice right now. Well, yeah, but this is the idea that like you wouldn't listen to music, like I a song. Get, I would get pretty bored, just like. I would listen to a song. At yeah. some point, it does become... Looking at your phone music. Yeah. Like, if you have a friend who has, like, a musical group or something, and they're yeah. very enthusiastic about sharing that music with you. Sure, especially if they put out something new recently. Yeah. At, at, at some point, you are going to uh, lie about having listened to it. Yeah. And just, it, just it, you have to. If there's only one song, it's fine. But if there's more, like, if there's, like, three or four, then it's, like, it's too much. I would very vigorously counter the idea that... It, uh, getting through a whole song is an obligation that's on anyone. I think in exchange for $15,000, it is. And okay. I think you should check your bank account. Okay. <laughs> the, um, the, um, I, th- I think you're obligated to listen to a friend's chorus. Okay. Or if they enough. specify the bridge. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I think these two guys, given that they have been friends with this girl since the plane crash they did when they were 11. No, Gary, you're missing. <laughs> I know. No, there was a... <laughs> Okay, Gary, we're almost at the end. I have to read the synopses of all the other episodes. Oh, hurry. <laughs> go fast. Uh, lifeboat. As the gang floats along, waiting to be rescued from the plane crash, they watch Joe's plane and their dreams sink to the bottom of the ocean. Is that like a bottle episode on a lifeboat? I believe so, yeah. Huh. There's probably some like straight-up Hitchcock references. Yeah. Uh, the fortune cookie. When Joe finally gets his insurance check for his down plane, it's ridiculously low. So Brian talks him into faking an injury in order to get more money. Okay. I'm bored. <laughs> I thought that'd be more fun than it was, but I got bored really fast. Lowell would drink seawater. Uh, Gary here. The episode just ended. <laughs> I am going to go mad editing these in. They're, they're, I think they're like seven. We didn't timestamp them. To we the did. Episode. That's true. That's going to be hard. There are like seven or eight of them only. Yeah. The, um... Yeah, boy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Should we watch the? You want to watch the third episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it took. I, I gotta see what happens over this. I got. I'm. I'm holding three you other DVDs a, of this shit. You do have a gold mine in your hand. 
The guys seem like such dicks. They were, yeah, no, it, it, it was it was the stuff. You know, everyone was trying to be Seinfeld. But they were like dicks, but then they were also like buying fifteen thousand dollar cellos. Yeah, it was, it was real confusing. Yeah, you know. I mean, they don't like cello music, but they like Helen. It it turned me into a lull. Did you notice that the musical faded out, and then when it faded back in, they were still playing the same note? I did notice that, It yes. did not seem like time had actually no. passed. Also, I don't think they were playing those real instruments. I don't think they were no. playing those instruments, Gary. No, I what? don't think so either. So, Gary, right now, yeah. how do you feel about the Wings franchise on a scale from minus 10 to positive 10? I'm back at a 1. Yeah! I, I was unsatisfied. There were a couple jokes that I liked. I am unsatisfied with the dramatic movement I of would, that episode. I would say, narratively, that was fairly weak sauce real weak sauce there were there was no real moment of conflict no there's no real conflict and the message of like we shouldn't get involved yeah is pretty confused given that like they actually were doing a pretty nice thing initially if they just talked to her instead of using her the message is don't use your friends like a horse yeah like yeah that's not, the message is don't get involved you can do something nice for your friends yeah you know so you're back to but no blackface and only moderately transphobic Yes, could have been worse in that respect. And then the the race of the Tony Shalhoub's accent as a low level patina, but I'll accept it. Yeah, it's like a one point five over the entire thing. And then yeah, no blackface. No, yeah, I really uh, was expecting I'll... the Phantom of the Opera to be more important. Oh yeah, I should have emphasized yeah. that this that this two parter <laughs> it's named after the child. It's the gift. Yeah. Yeah. No, I should emphasize that uh, this phrase that has been in my head for twenty years, the Phantom is of the, the Opera, is the B plot. It's of a season, barely. it's a C plot of a Gary, that, season that, four. That purports that there's an A plot. It's the it, it, it's the C plot to the B plot, and then yes. there's no A plot. Yeah, <laughs> it started a B. It's a pretty wretched show. It it's a it's real it's real low on events, and it's a it's all about character. The character stuff is pretty bad though. Characters the characters welcome. are all pretty pretty horrendous. Yeah, Tony Tony Schlitt was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Now who's racist? I, I guess. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah. I think that brother relationship's real weird. It is. It's a very complicated relationship. They're very, like, joined at the hip and, like, finish each other's sentences and stuff. It might have made... Like, I think it makes more sense for shippers to be into them than the Winchester Oh, guys. I think... I think absolutely. If if shipping... Can we turn Tumblr onto wings? I, I think... I, I... Gary, in the actual commentary... Yeah. Or maybe... Oh, no. This is as good a time. Okay. Uh, you look it up? Yeah, I'm going to check and see what kind of thing. Are you window or no? No, no, I'll let this go in. Uh, I'll let this raw go Raw dog it. <laughs> raw do on do lol. Lol out loud. All right, uh, stop the recording. I'll, I'll right. come back while I look this up. Excuse me, Miss Winfrey. That phone's out of order. Uh... Lowell would drink. He would absolutely. I bet he does. Yeah, Gary. Do you just on the just, regular. Okay. What else do you think happens in this episode where they're on the lifeboat? We could watch it. I'm literally holding the DVD of it right now. We could, but it is 8 p.m. and it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> it's, been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. Grub Street production. Uh, so I bet you Lowell drinks some seawater. Mm-hmm. I bet you. Um, I'm just naming things from when like the the junior campers <laughs> get stuck on the raft in the Simpsons. That a, that a dog would do. <laughs> He's, he is very dog like. Do dogs know not to? Ooh, what is this La Babysitter? I know. <laughs> What's that stand for with Nordia Rodriguez? Yeah. Uh, the, uh... Hey, folks. Future Will here. Listening back to this part, it's a little unclear. What has happened is that the uh, daily motion video that we're definitely not watching <laughs> uh, 
switched over to some sort of a telenovela. So we watched the opening sequence of that, and it was pretty exciting. You know, seems like they're having a fun, sexy time, and I appreciate that. But I, I, I just don't think that came across in the episode. Uh, but yeah, it's called like La Babysitter, but then they crossed it out and it's sister. And I have, uh, I got no clue what that is, but wow. Right. Is that, I feel like I might've crossed a lot. Let's <laughs> do this for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, you're, uh, almost certainly would have yeah. auto played too. Yeah. There's a weird vibe yeah. in this, in these opening this, credits this, of the show. This bootleg DVD we got. <laughs> this bootleg DVD of this telenovela. Yeah. yeah. Where these women are very sexually interested in this much older man. This nerd. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like Malcolm in the middle, but. Like, there's a lot of little rumbunctious kids. You're not the boss of me now, and you're not mm. so big. What a... <laughs> that was a very creepy... <laughs> that was a mermaid shot? Yeah. Yeah, th- th- what's well, pretty sexy here as well. Oh, it's getting it pretty was... sexy. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, not bad. Love baby. <laughs> the baby sister. Si- sister. Oh, Ooh. it's the babysitter who's also a sister? And she's going on safari. She is wearing a pith helmet. Gary, we gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, we'll get stuck between... <laughs> This is chapter 30. We can't just jump in. Hi, Jessica. Well, look how it changes, though. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. predictable and fun. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Still wearing that helmet, though. I think Lowell would do mostly dog things, because I do think he is a subhuman. Yeah. Oh, uh, hi, Jessica. Yeah. We're recording this at my house, which means Jessica the cat is here. Yeah, reminder that Gary and I are making eye contact while I say this. The uh, She didn't get her claws stuck in her pants. It's yeah. good. She's making progress. Yeah. Hi, baby. So, uh, yeah, that's the Everything to Guppy Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah, that's hopefully a scary for you. Uh, we'll see about next year. Yeah. <laughs> Something will come up. Something will come up. Yeah. Uh, Gary, so final verdict on Wings, please. I, I think I told you. I think it's still a one. I know, but like after oh. we after having okay. watched the episode again. Twice. Yeah. Um, I didn't, <laughs> you watched. I, I, I watched almost two hours of Wings, <laughs> of which were... <laughs> One episode, two episodes minutes, paused a lot. Minutes. Well, we paused a lot. <laughs> we did pause a lot. Um, the, uh, you know, here's what I'll give Wings. My honest estimation is I don't, I can no longer separate and say it's a bad sitcom. I can't separate it from what my ceiling is on sitcoms. Like me just generally thinking sitcoms are bad. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's bad or good for a sitcom. Okay. Is it better or worse than The Office? No, uh, way worse. How do you figure? Uh, there's no jokes in it. Well, there's like three jokes in it. Yeah, that's about The Office. There's more jokes in The Office. I mean, four jokes from The Office. Well, we'll just wait for a Christmas special where we're doing a commentary on Benny on no, Christmas. No, just name four ep- four jokes from The Office right now, if you know them. I do know them, but it's weird to be put on the spot. Oh, is it? I'm just saying. You seem <laughs> You're looking in my eyes as well. Yeah, no. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> Gary, you said... <laughs> I just leaned forward. Gary, you said that there are at least four jokes in The Office, and yep. yet you've so far named none. Uh, I can, uh, the joke... Look at me while you do this. <laughs> Make, to I, I, I'm trying I, to face I, the mic because my voice isn't as loud as yours. <laughs> well, put your mouth towards the microphone and your eyes on me. So the... <laughs> uh, eyes on me, motherfucker. The I'm joke, deadly serious. The joke where uh, Dwight thinks that it's really Benjamin Franklin uh-huh. when it's Annie Daly. Yeah. That's very funny. It's and that not. contains multiple jokes. Okay, so that's one. Well, that's one bit. That's a, that's a recurring plot. That's like a I mean, C plot that contains and four jokes. And if you named one of those, if you named those jokes, I give you credit for them. 
the joke where where Pam is talking to Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin's hitting on her. And she's like, didn't you also have syphilis? And he's like, well, Ben Franklin did. But I don't. My name's Gordon. And it's Annie Daly. And it's a perfect delivery. One. I said the other one with uh, Dwight. No, that, see, Quinty, Quinty that, that was just a premise at this point. Okay. The part where... Uh, uh, right here, buddy. Right here. Him, Jim, booking the Ben Franklin. Uh-huh. In extent of a stripper. Yeah. Funny joke. Booking somebody from the Scholastic. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, the uh, so now I want to go into other j- things from other episodes. Of course, uh, Gary. I just need you to name four mm-hmm. jokes from the Office to prove yep. that it's funnier than these two episodes of okay. uh, Wings. The uh, the joke where uh, Dwight is interviewing Andy Bernard, uh-huh. and he's just asking the nonsense questions, and it's improvised. <laughs> and he's like, "How do you make a table?" And he's like, "You take a chair and you take a leg away from it." And he goes, what is a scented candle before it switches away? That's funny. That's three. Yeah. And uh, when uh, uh, Brett Gelman is a stage magician in the hated season nine <laughs> and shows up uh, and they spend a whole bunch of time negging him because Catherine Tate uh, had a bad ma- relationship with stage magicians. Uh-huh. Now you're just, it's like a backdrop on my computer. And uh-huh. You're stuck in your eyes all day. Yeah, I'm just doing Apex Twin. Yeah, I can, I can handle it. It's no problem. Uh, the... Uh, so them flustering him during the magic act, Brett Gelman, very funny performance. I don't think that counts as a joke, Gary. That's a setup. I would say that most of the things I thought were funny jokes in this were also funny performances. Okay. Or at least I, half. I, I need just one more joke from you, man. I need one straight up written on the page joke. Okay. Um, give me one second. Sure. I got I'm staring your eyes. Okay, we got all night. Let's, yeah. make this, let's really milk this thing. I, it's just, oh, uh, when... Michael Scott, when they bring the uh, the two waitresses back from the Bunny Honey Christmas, and he can't tell them apart, so he marks one of them on the arm with a marker. That's great. Gary, I was looking for the bit from Threat Level Midnight where uh, it is revealed that he did the find and replace on Dwight's name. Dwigget, yeah. Yeah, Dwigget's also very that good. That is the joke we were also, looking for. Also, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is his wife. Okay, He's a character yeah. named Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Gary, and we've just mathematically proven that The Office is a funnier uh, sitcom than Wings. Let's go through the rest of the sitcoms. Let's go through the rest of them. <laughs> Time for Friends. Yeah, I can't name any. Mrs. Chanan Bong. Do I like Friends more than I like Wings? Friends is overall more transphobic than this show, I'll say, right off the bat. I think I probably have more contempt for Friends, mm-hmm. just because it was more in my face than I bet you laugh more at Friends. Than probably, but Wings is Wings. like stealth. Like, nobody talks about Wings, so it doesn't. it's less obtrusive. Nobody talks about Wings? <laughs> Somebody talks about Wings. Somebody talks about One Wings. One buddy talks about about wings <laughs> one buddy once told me about the Hackett brothers did I just get a knock on my door telling us to shut up or is it trick or treat I think I don't, I don't think there was a, I thought I heard a knock Gary, we should talk quietly let's talk quietly oh, I think that was chair. the chair moving yeah it was chair moving Gary I was genuinely terrified that I was going to have to confront a human being about how loud I was laughing at wings well, I thought I was going to have to deal with the trick or treater while we're on the podcast oh and because yeah. I didn't tell you my candy scheme for this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the candy bowl. What's the scheme? Did you look inside the candy I bowl? I look in the scheme. Well, know. listeners, the uh, I did a universal yum box with all gross candies from around the world. And I picked oh. the ones that I liked and kept the rest for trick-or-treaters. So there's some foul shit in there. Because <laughs> I figured kids will eat it. They'll eat nothing. They'll eat anything. There's like salted licorice hard candies and like weird bergamot chews and stuff. Because I assumed I wouldn't get trick or treaters, and I assumed right. Okay. And I wanted what to get rid of it. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's just the That's candy the most dad. evil thing I've ever heard. They, some of them are just—I don't like them, but they would like them. They're caramels. Yeah, Gary, that's the worst 
genuinely morally most questionable thing I've ever heard you do. I don't think that's true. Okay. I think I've done more morally questionable things than that. Like, I, I, I intend, picking out intentionally shitty candy for kids. Didn't I didn't eat some candy that I had around and decided not to go buy new candy. Okay. But it's pretty fascinating candy. You're you're acting somehow this spirit. We, we joked about it. That's a Roy Biggins move. Played by the late David Schramm. Did, did he enter me like at the yeah. end of Hereditary? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a glare on the screen, that's when Roy Biggins' soul is influencing <laughs> me. Anywho. Uh, so this has been the best. This is a great you know, these fucking DVDs are very bare bones. No commentaries or now, anything. So now. We couldn't even watch it with subtitles. Why wasn't it? Why? What's the rights issue that kept this off of Hulu? I'm is it the classical music? Did they license the classical music? I don't think you can really license classical because no, performance. You, you can absolutely like oh, you a can performance, performance, but you cannot well, license they, Gary, they the composition. Fucking playing it. Yeah, but they could have bought any. They could have rented a high school orchestra to do it. I don't think they did though. I think they probably went to a licensing a music, library yeah. and got that. Well, that was their mistake. They yeah. weren't thinking about DVD. Okay, but I wasn't asking. I wasn't no, evaluating no. their choices. I'm just saying that if it was a rights issue, it it would have been easy to get around. That's true. The way That's they, my point. The way they did with the Dawson's Creek theme song. Yeah. Or they do with any kind of classic well, music. Well, I was trying to be, you know, specificity is the soul of comedy. I think that Dawson's Creek is probably more annoying than Wings. That sitcom's worse. It's not a sitcom. Okay. It's a drama. Okay. Is it the one about the five people in a party whose parents died? No, that's party of five. What's the premise of Dawson's Creek? Did you, was that a joke you just said, Gary? Yeah. Okay. The first part Thank was, you. but I also don't know the premise of Dawson's okay. Creek. You were mixing ignorance and comedy there in a way that was It's my Joe move, Rogan-esque. dude. It's my, it's my move. You'd be surprised by how many things I say I don't know that I actually know on the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, yeah, I, I use uh, my ignorance for good. Well, the premise of Dawson's Creek is that the... Uh,